what's up what it is and what it do everybody <laughs> how are we doing <laughs> it was happening you jab ass turkey yo yo, yo 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 i bought me some jazz apples this week too i thought you'd appreciate that chris some of them jazz cigarettes <laughs> exactly all right let's go around the horn and see who's on the show uh trevor reese Brian Nicholas. Chris Fimbrez. Very cool. And I am Noah Kinsey. So first things first, have we seen any movies lately, Trevor? Um, well, Chris and I watched the Chris Farley documentary. Oh, yeah, how I was Chris that? Farley. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. It was amazing. Really, really good. Um, it's basically, they have a book um, that it seems, I don't, I didn't do research on it to find out, but it seems like they used the book as the basis because the book is all just interviews too. Oh, cool. Okay. It's super good. My friend, uh, Josh Argyle, who I did improv with, he's like a total like Chris Farley guy. Like I remember we did improv and he'd like come on stage and like roll <laughs> onto stage, like doing like somersaults and cartwheels, like Farley. And he gave me the book, and so seeing this movie was super good. It's just, I mean, it was super well done. It's really cool to see people. I was bummed considering how much he was used in archive footage that Tim Meadows wasn't interviewed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I wonder, like, I'm wondering if like some people just didn't want to talk or. And Dana Carvey wasn't there. Yeah, Dana Carvey wasn't yeah. there. But, like Tim Meadows, he's like. In he was like doing Second City stuff, like they had like oh, old yeah, Second yeah. City footage, oh, yeah. which and, was awesome to see. Yeah, that old Second City footage mm-hmm. was awesome, and he yeah, he was in almost every single one of those skits with Farley. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of weird to not see Tim Meadows uh, included in that, considering it looked like he had a real big backstory. And him and Chris Rock were the ones that introduced him when he hosted like his last time. Mm-hmm. Like they were the ones oh, that like yeah. were vouching for him in his monologue. And so yeah, it was just sort of weird. But other than that, it was really good. It was just it's, it's sad because it's. It's Farley. Um, uh, And then at the end of it, as like this sort of like sad period on it, it was on Spike, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then immediately afterwards, they played Tommy Tommy Boy. Boy. It's just sort of like, like it's so good to watch it, but just at the same time, it's just sad. It's just really sad. It was cool getting to see, I saw it too. It was cool getting to see like he did the Matt Foley character at Second City. Yeah, awesome. Like perfectly, like the same. He just carried it onto SNL, the same thing. And there's a real Matt Foley. Yeah, yeah. And he's a priest. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool. It was like a celebration of Chris Farley's like whole career. There's been some good documentaries released this year. We Mm -hmm. had the Amy, this one, and Montage of Heck. Oh, yeah. I mean, these, we have some strong documentaries. Of artists. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Brian? Uh, is that all you've seen? Trevor? Uh, yeah, basically. I watched Toy Story 3, um, <laughs> but we didn't need to talk about that. <laughs> uh, okay. I've seen a couple. No one's seen Straight Outta Compton yet? I know Chris hasn't seen it. No, no, I'm no, going to. It yet. Have, have you to. seen it, Noah? No, how was oh, it? It was good. I loved it, yeah. It was really good. It was like, it knew what it was, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like a shitty like retelling of a story. It felt legit and real. Like, you know, like Dr. Dre and Ice Cube had a hand in making yeah. it. Because like if you look back at interviews with Ice Cube, like the stories he tells are just directly on the screen. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I Very think he cool. was on like the Juan Epstein podcast or something, and like the story he told on that podcast like five years ago, it was like the last twenty minutes of the movie, and it was like legit, like directly to the screen. It was awesome, and the music obviously is good, and it mm. just carries on. It's cool. The acting it was okay, serviceable. Yeah, because uh, Ice Cube's son plays him, mm. and like he looks like him, and he raps and like has like the mannerisms of him but like some of the like emotional beats aren't that great for him mm. but i think it's his first role yeah so, so it's forgivable yeah, yeah. yeah but other than that it was great same thing with the the guy who played easy right isn't this is like I, his first movie? i think it's his first main screen role but i think he i don't know if he, dr dre said he was on he did did like plays or something oh no that was the guy who dr dre oh, got oh, to play oh okay young that, dre. okay yeah i don't know and they just hired that dude uh to be on the walking dead this this season. oh, yeah. oh really yeah, oh, wow. oh he, awesome 
Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he look he looks a lot like Dr. Dre. Yeah, like that, out of all, I mean, Cube's son obviously looks a lot yeah. like him, but like Dre, like they have that shot in the trailer where he just like turns like, "Easy, that was sweet." Yeah, and, like that look on his face, like, "Holy shit, that's Dr. Dre!" Like young Dr. Yeah. Dre. That's awesome. that scene's awesome too, because like you see. Because, like, the first song they ever performed as an NWA, well, they weren't even NWA yet. They were all different parts, different groups. But the first song that Ice Cube wrote was Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they wrote it for somebody else who didn't want to do it because they're from New York. They didn't get the lyrics. And then Easy, they're like, hey, Easy, you do it. And, like, he just, like, nails it. Well, not really because it's, they have to do it, like, line by line because he wasn't a rapper at the time. They're like, you should try rapping. And it came, like, kind of easy to him. So, But then Dr. Dre knew how to, like, work with him. And it was just amazing. Awesome. I saw another movie. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, no, no, no. Go for it. Uh, Break it down. For sure. Uh, uh, it's on DVD now. It's old. But I saw Mad Max. I just saw that. Uh, wait, the original Mad Max or the one no, that no, just the, came the, out? The, the Fury Road. Fury Road, yeah. I yeah. just saw that one recently, too. It's on DVD now? Or it's Blu-ray. I think it's coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. It's at least digital download. Yeah, yeah, yeah iTunes, iTunes, that yeah. bitch. And wait, you saw it again? or I saw it for the first time. Oh, you haven't seen Mad Max? No, I didn't see oh, it Oh, I thought you guys talked about it before. No, uh, they did. I well, just we, we talked about like, business-wise. Uh, we talked about box yeah. office performance. I thought it was a great action movie. Yeah, uh, it as was. A, as a regular movie, it's okay because there's not much to it. <laughs> but as an action movie, right. it that's was what great. I heard. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of spectacle, a lot of practical yeah. effects. You haven't seen it either. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought like, I no. thought everyone saw it. Uh-uh. Oh, I think only Trevor. I think only Renee saw it. Oh, too, okay. Trevor. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I want to. That's crazy because like everyone's like, this is the most amazing movie ever, and the box office was okay, but no one really. Saw it in theaters. I, I yeah. think. Like, well, no, a lot, a lot of people did. I know, yeah. but like nobody I know, oh, right. I knew. Yeah. yeah. But you saw it. What do you think, Chris? Oh, I thought it was a good action movie yeah. uh, because the action was constant throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Um, like the the quick kind of crank type, like uh, fast forwardness to all the characters yeah. was a. Uh, and I took a little bit to adjust to, but mm-hmm. then once I realized, oh, well, this is just the whole movie in the world where everyone's mad. Like I would have liked that if like. That real fast motion was just on Max. Uh-huh. Like when he's kind of like mumbling to himself, like that would have been cool. Um, because with everyone doing it, it, it kind of took me a while to get used to it. But it was a good flick. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron was awesome in it. Yeah. yeah. You know who I really like? I think sold the movie was Nicholas Holt. Was the, the crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. I don't know what his character name was. Toe Cutter? No, was that, 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 was the, that was the villain. Mm-hmm. It, was the, it was the guy. I don't know if he, he's in the, the trailer. He says it's a good day to die today or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. he like looks like he's like pasty white. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. He's, to me, he has the most arc of a character. Like He changes from the beginning of the movie to the end. Yeah, but it was kind of, uh, I don't know, his change kind of came out of left field it, for it me did, a little kinda, bit, yeah, right? Because yeah. like, he, like, he jumped on the, their rig to try to slow him down. Uh-huh. Um, and then... I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say something happens, and then he falls in love with the girl. His character. Yeah, I gotta know where. Like he, like he just like goes uh, comatose, like on on their rig, like in the back, hiding by himself. Yeah, and they never really explained why, mm-hmm. and they just like, okay, well, he switched sides, and now he wants to help us. Yeah, that's the thing with this movie. Like, there's no like explanation. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just an action movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they well, don't explain or set up anything. So that's it. Says his character's name was Nux. Uh, they probably mentioned yeah, it. No, but, but like that's the dude that played Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very he's, cool. He's he's the boy of about a boy. Oh, wow. oh is that yeah. the original yeah, one? Yeah. The, ah. the movie. Uh, he's Hugh the boy. Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's around good. for a while. He's also he was also on Skins. That was like his sort of like adult breakout. That on the TV original? show? No, the that, British version. The British, oh, okay. The British original, which is actually good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and yeah, he's been around for a while. He's super good. Yeah. Um. 
He's great, and like he but just also, lost it in that character. Yeah, and the, but the original, um, like Mad Max and the Road Warrior, are pretty sparse too. They mm. were just made like in the seventies and eighties, so I don't think they had the amount of spectacle and obviously the money to do that. Mm-hmm. But they were also pretty sparse. Like it, it seems like Beyond Thunderdome was the most like story driven of uh, the original Mad Max, mm-hmm. and that's probably the most apocalyptic one out of all of yeah. them too. Yeah, and it's also the one that people like the least. Yeah, it's the it's the, <laughs> the very one that, true. Like, gets very made, made fun of. The other yeah. two are like really sparse, like very uh, very very thin simplistic mm-hmm. plot. Yeah, yeah. There's no. And then I saw at the end, I laughed to my friend. I was like, three people wrote this script? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to it. Like, Charlie right. gets on a car and turns left, and then an action scene. Well, maybe the, the action scenes are very detailed. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and this, this guy goes, <laughs> no, 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 but this guy goes, boom. Yeah, and this guy goes, <laughs> and then Mad Max has no like dialogue, really. He uh-uh. says like 20 things, and it's like, yeah. you, you uh, shotgun, now. It kind of reminded me of the show Ray Donovan. Uh, uh, where the main character, uh, Leif Schreiber, he only says like maybe six words an episode. He only says what he has to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it. You know, just like stuff, little stuff like that. You know, it kind of reminds like Mad, uh-huh. uh, Mad Max had that kind of dialogue uh, in this movie. Yeah, but it works. Everything works. Like it was so well done that George Miller just directed the shit out of yeah. this movie. It could have been like a disaster because yeah. it looks like Waterworld to me. Yeah. Like it could have been like a shitty like. Uh, the crazy ass character because it is like batshit crazy yeah. like you have toe cutter and a bunch of shit but it works and it's awesome toe cutter was his name in the first one uh-huh uh this is a uh, morden joe uh but it's the guy who played toe cutter yeah. in the oh original. it's not toe cutter no he played toe cutter in the original the first mad max oh but that doesn't carry on no isn't this like a sequel or something yeah this, yeah, this is the same story but it's just uh he's a new character uh okay yeah, and the, the fat girls like milking is nuts. It's just like a drug trip of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, because um, it's like oil and water are like mm-hmm. the two things anyone gives a damn about. Yeah, yeah. At this point, and so yeah, it's I can imagine it's it was insane. nuts, apocalyptic. And one more, I saw ten minutes of Pixels before Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. and that was a disaster of a movie. <laughs> Did you just oh, have time yeah. and just stepped in. What's that? You just get yeah, the movie yeah. I got. I saw because Straight Outta Compton was like sold out, so I I bought the later showing, and then I went into Pixels for a little bit. And it, was, <laughs> it was just awful. <laughs> from ten minutes, you could tell. Oh, yeah, this is this bad. Is shitty. And that was like the flashback, like setting up. I'm assuming, like them in the '80s playing. Like, oh, no, no. oh, we're gonna be friends forever. Oh no, it started off. Uh, it started already. And I just jumped in like ten minutes in the middle. It was at the part oh, okay. where they're on the field, like shooting all the centipedes in the, mm. the sky, and it's just oh, awful. Okay. So you just, just jumped annoying. in for ten random minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe if I like got the setup, it would be good. I but. gotta see what these people <laughs> I are talking doubt it. about. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, um, well, shit. Then you guys took uh, some of the ones I was going to bring up, but I did see uh, the Justice League Gods and Monsters oh, movie. Yeah. How was that? Oh my god, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was super sweet. It was a story that kind of stood on its own. Uh, in the beginning, it kind of handled how this is different from like the Justice League world that you know, and uh, how things kind of got. Um, uh, di- uh, I don't know. They differentiated. Yeah, differentiated a little bit uh, from the Deviated. heroes we know and stuff. So it was cool. It was dark. Uh, it was nice. And then uh, on that DVD, they showed the preview to the next one they're doing. Which is Batman Bad Blood. Um, it's based on the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> 
the main villain is Katy Perry. And if you haven't seen any of those Batman uh, movies, the Son of Batman, the Batman vs. Robin, you guys should check them out. They're fucking super awesome. Um, I feel like they're made for you know cats our age and stuff yeah, like I mean, that. But I watch them all with my nephews, so it gives me an excuse to check them out. But it was really good. Well, basically, since Flashpoint, with um, a few exceptions, um, like this Justice League Gods and Monsters stands alone. They basically have created like their own continuity. Uh-huh. Like since That's Flashpoint, it goes into like, they basically are like pseudo adapting the new 52 into these movies. Cause all the stuff they've done, like the two Justice League movies have been about recent storylines. Mm-hmm. Same with all the Batman and son, but, um, and all that. And this one, yeah, it looks really cool. Cause it's basically dealing with like the death of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of adapting like the battle for the cowl. Yeah, Nightwing, he takes it up reluctantly, but Damien, his son, is just like, oh, it should have been me. If I was older, it would What's, be me. Which one's, oh, the Batman versus Robin one? Is no, the, the Bad or, Blood, the previous Bad, bad Blood. blood. Oh, it's gotcha. with, it's gotcha. dealing with like okay. Batman dies, uh-huh. but the Gotham still needs a Batman. Right. So Nightwing decides to put on the costume and he takes uh, Damien Wayne as his Robin. Yeah. But there's like friction between them like the whole time. I think they're introducing Batgirl into this one too. Batwoman. Bat- yeah. Batwoman. Excuse uh, well, me. Well, because Batgirl Sorry. is um, Barbara Gordon. Uh-huh. And that's, uh, I'm, I don't know if you're bringing that up in the movie news, but the sadly dearly departed mm. Yvonne Craig mm-hmm. uh, played her in the 60s show. Mm-hmm. And then Batwoman is this uh, more recent character. Um, uh, Kathy Kane? Kate Kane? Oh, I'm forgetting her. I'm forgetting her first name. Um, but yeah, she's, um, a totally different person, yeah. unconnected to anybody. Um, and she's also a lesbian yeah. and with, um, oh my gosh. But the movie name? that, that they did, the animated movie about her was really good with her and Batman. Oh, and, um, like, I mean, I'm talking like over 10 years ago, but oh, they made yeah, like yeah, an yeah. animated That feature. was a completely different Batwoman. Oh, okay. That was, um, yeah. Cause that was still like the Bruce Tim Batman. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a different Batwoman. This God, is like the God. Bruce Tim did Gods and Monsters. Yeah. yeah. He's done a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. He's been EP on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next film. Yeah. Cause all the, there, there has not really been a bad one. Films have done bad commercially for them, but I haven't really, really seen. What about all star Superman? I wasn't a huge fan of that. Why weren't you a huge fan of all star Superman? I just didn't care for it. And oh, what was the one where uh, Supergirl was evil very briefly, and then all is forgiven? The Apocalypse one? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, wait. That one is bad. That was, <laughs> that was also had bad source material. Yeah. That was a weird... That was one of Michael Turner's last mainstream things. He was an artist for... Um, he was part of Top Cow, which is an offshoot of Image, and mm. he died of cancer like like 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, even longer than that, I think. Um, but yeah, that was bad source material. And some yeah. of the, some of the stuff they have not the best stuff, but yeah, I mean, I still want them to do like a whole Nightfall trilogy. I would love to see that as an animated film where he where Batman gets his back broken and then. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of see. I mean, I really think the battle. For, I mean, if we're getting into the battle for the cow storyline and what uh, Grant Morrison did with Dick Grayson as Batman, I thought was awesome. Cool. I'm I really forward to seeing it. I really think like Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne as Robin is. The best combination. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah. All right. So I saw two movies. Let's get the uncomfortable one out of the way. So I saw Staten Island Summer. Uh, Has anyone oh, seen that? I started watching that on oh, Netflix. It's so bad. Right. And it, looks, it bums me out because yeah. I love the majority of the Saturday Night Live people that are in it. Yeah. Colin, what, Colin what, Jost wrote it. And that's, good. I mean, yeah, it's his What's story. What's it about? It, yeah. It's, 
Oh, well, okay. So basically, it is about super bad um, and other Apatow films, but their first draft, if they were super shitty. I mean, basically, it takes so it's like about a kid that's going to go off to college and his best friend Harvard. isn't going to. That's right. <laughs> he's going to yeah, Harvard. He's going to Harvard. <laughs> but Classic. I think Colin Jost went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to Harvard, and his best friend isn't. So it's like, yeah. you know, this is their last summer together. Yeah. Sound familiar? Um, and just so he like works at a uh, like a water park. It's like the local pool. swimming pool. Yeah, yeah the, the local, local swimming pool. Like, yeah, so it's, everyone hangs out. So there's also a little like a bit of city hangs the out. way way back. Yeah, but it has just a whole bunch of the current and some of the former SNL <laughs> cast people in it, and just the whole thing. Like I love. Practically everybody in it mm. um, from Saturday Night Live that I know. So I was looking forward to checking it out. And it is just the awful. And all of it's, it honestly feels like I like Jost. Like I like that guy, but it honestly yeah. feels like he's, kind, <laughs> you know, like no. <laughs> he just, he has no perspective. Yeah. He yeah. knows how to be funny. Well, he, and, that, and it feels and like that's... everything is so mechanical with his humor. Yeah. It feels it's like him, it's yeah. somebody who just understands you have to say this and and, and <laughs> humor is about inflection. Yeah. Like it sounds like he intellectually learned how to tell jokes and that's yeah. how he comes right. across on SNL. Well, in, in the movie, yeah. the movie felt like it copy and pasted a lot of dialogue and plot and stuff from other better films mm-hmm. i mean it definitely felt like super bad in like a billion spots and i mean even the his best friend kind of seems like a jonah hill yeah type person yeah oh god what's his name uh the guy who plays him he was on mulaney yeah oh um, yeah i mean he's, he's, yeah he's As on the drug um, dealer uh no oh, the redheaded dude yeah, yeah. Was he a drug dealer yeah. yeah he was a drug dealer he was, his, he was oh, his, i thought he was just like the, the neighbor who was like in well love he was with also like their for, friend too uh i don't know he but he was drugs. also their like weed dealer yeah <laughs> But it was just so bad. Yeah. It, it was rem- so bad. It reminded me of the way way back and the, yeah. that uh, the April. What's her name? The oh Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, her like water park movie. Oh, oh the yeah. to do list. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the same type of setup thing. But it was it was okay. I like the Fred Armiston parts with the child. Yeah, he was alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that part? Uh, uh, no, I, I bailed like ten minutes in. Yeah. Uh, like thirty years smart. Me, yeah. smart. <laughs> so yeah, that was unpleasant. Um, and but I also on Netflix watched the Tig Notaro documentary. Oh, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Um, just I knew that she had the breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize all the other the seed bad is. shit and her mother dying. And her mother dying yeah. like freaking the hat trick of shit within like happened. a month of her yeah. life. Yeah, like in such a small amount of time. So it was really interesting seeing how she handled all of that and just kind of going through just her life. I mean, I mean, like I've, I've, I've always liked her. I, th- I feel like she was on one of the seasons of last comic standing. I feel like that's where I'm, Probably, saw her probably yeah. maybe she was either a contestant or a judge but i remember her for the first thing i remember her from is the sarah silverman program where yeah, she's wow. the the other cop with a uh, j <laughs> yeah. on it and it, it just yeah that's when i fell in love with tig uh Natara was during that but it was just it was so raw and honest and such a good documentary like i highly recommend yeah. that i want to i've been trying to hunt down the the um Oh, you can buy it uh, um, digitally. It's on Netflix no, too. Oh no, no, no! I know, I know how, how to find the documentary. I've been trying to hunt down this the uh, the set. That's what I'm that talking his, about. Oh, they have uh, oh the uh, one that Louis C. Louis C. K. Yeah, released. Yeah. So oh yeah, I yeah. His, I would check his site. I think he yeah, because yeah, I want to watch that before I watch. Well, the, you, you uh, can only hear it. 
because oh. the Largo doesn't allow, which I didn't know until the documentary, Largo doesn't allow video. Oh, really? I think okay. I knew what, that, yeah. Wait, so, so if, you buy it, if you buy it from Louis C.K., like it's just audio? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was like a whole special, like an hour-long special. Oh, like, no, I knew it wasn't that. Uh, I just thought it was like bootleg footage or, and just like, I didn't know it was just audio. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought it was just like flip phone mm-hmm. video stuff. Uh, um, but yeah, because yeah, I know um, it's like out there. And was, I wanted to watch it. It was so cool. I mean, even mm-hmm. just, um, do you know what we're talking about, Chris? About what, the Largo thing? No. Okay, no. <laughs> um, Do you so, know Tig Notaro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a special where basically, or her show where she went out and it was the first time after having cancer and she just decided to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was kind of, I think, some initial nervous laughter because that mm-hmm. wasn't what people were expecting. But she just kind of like opened up and some of her jokes were just very honest. And um, But it was so cool because at, at one point, you know, she's like, I've been talking about this a lot. You want me to just tell jokes? And everyone in the audience is like, no, no. One guy's like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> so it was really like cool just to, just to feel that. Um, she has a stand-up special coming out pretty soon, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, she released... Oh, boyish a, girl interrupted. Yeah, yeah, she released a clip of like, I guess she's on Hollywood Boulevard or something where like her billboard is, like a huge billboard. Mm. And she's... Talking to people who are walking by, she's like, "Hey, that's me up there." <laughs> <laughs> people are like, "Okay," <laughs> like nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> she's so she's so funny. I was watching. Uh, she was on Conan recently. Yeah, and she's kind of just the way she's like self-deprecating, but like just sort of like in a hey, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Way. like just sort of like you know, it is what it is. Like anti-humor, but like so zen about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. She's so calm about it, but then yeah, yeah doing like the anti-humor. Um, but she also said, um, she does part of her set topless uh, because of, uh, she got a double mastectomy yeah. because of oh, her breast yeah. cancer. And so she just has no boobs and she got yep. no reconstructive surgery. So she does a section of the special, uh, boyish girl interrupted in, um, just topless uh-huh. to just sort of kind of confront her body issues, like her own personal stuff, but then also mm-hmm. to sort of talk about the taboos of, um, like breast cancer and all of the um, stigma going on with like mastectomies and everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So she just does it topless. Um, so you have that to look forward to as well. <laughs> Wait, do they show footage in the documentary at the Largo event or no? Uh, they have a, like still pictures of her while the audio is playing some uh-huh. of it. And then they have the graphics of the text of uh, what she said. That's kind of lame. But I mean, that's, Kind of makes it made me want to go buy the buy the album. So I mean, but yeah, that's what. um, Yeah, I've been to a couple shows at Largo, and they don't allow photography. Uh Um, Comedy stores like that too. You can't take video footage there. But it was also it wasn't a huge when she had her set. It wasn't a huge special, right? It was like she she has a a recurring show at Largo, uh, like Tig and Friends Uh or Mm. Tig has friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was just one of those sets that she Uh, had. It was just one of her regular shows, and she just. That was what was happening. Oh, at the I thought time. it was like a whole. It just like became special. a landmark no, yeah. thing because of the reception and because yeah. of it was uh, just like it was like she did a set at the. It was a big seller. deal in the aftermath, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay. She didn't even think it was going to be that big of a deal, but um, I know Ed Helms was there for that, and he just even he said he texted his girlfriend like, "This is groundbreaking. This is, special, you know, yeah. this is one Louis of the best C. things yeah. I've ever seen." And Louis C.K. said the same thing and asked mm-hmm. if he could release it as an album, and she said, "Sure," and she, it sold way more than she even thought it would it became this cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. she was know. on comedy bang bang recently the podcast which is really good because she talks about like going through all mm-hmm. that stuff and yeah. then what's that oh no i just saying yeah yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> and then scott ackerman makes his jokes and she's like whatever about it but it's it's yeah. they get really deep and it's pretty good 
They have a couple really funny because um, she's a writer. Um, I don't know if she's head writer or not, but she's on Amy, uh, Inside Amy Schumer. Oh, she's oh, a writer. Cool. Uh, yeah, oh. and so they they have that a couple uh, like behind the scenes skits <laughs> with her. And like one of them is uh, Amy Schumer finds out about uh, her cancer and then starts like saying she's like basically Mother Teresa and like <laughs> nursing Tignataro like back to health. And then uh, Tignataro like shows up uh-huh. and just like, hey guys, like how's it going? Like, and then just guilt Amy uh, Schumer like, hey, Amy said she's gonna do all your podcasts. Like any, <laughs> any of you little like interns who have a podcast, like Amy said she'll do it because uh, she is just such a sweet person. <laughs> And then the other one is um, Tignataro tries to get her to run like a, a 5K, like a charity one. Mm. And she like refuses to do it <laughs> until she finds out like Usher or some or Nick Cannon's doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. Like I'm basically helping organize it and just like totally bring up like the two-faced nature of like yeah. the business when you have somebody like Tignataro with cancer. Just like, oh, yeah, I can use this to benefit myself too. Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. So... Just quickly, want to do some quick weekly news or industry things. So since the last time we all sat down to talk, we had two movies that underperformed quite a bit in the theater. I know one. <laughs> well, I, don't know, I don't know the other one. Okay, well, the, the, the first one I'm going to do is a more recent one that you might not really know and uh, really care about is The Man from Uncle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Severely underperformed. Um, and they were kind of hoping for international box office to give a shit about this movie because then it was kind of a hard sell here mm-hmm. and it didn't mm. so it's been yeah, pretty what europe and the rest of the world wants is to go back to the cold war <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this summer this year has been really not great for warner brothers and there was even the hollywood reporter had a really great um article when it came to just how it's kind of tense over there and the the uh, ceo is kind of trying to play it off like yeah we knew when we moved batman um versus superman to next year that it would kind of create a hole this year but they weren't really expecting all of their movies to not do well this year because normally they're i think this is the second year in a row where they came in third when it came to overall box office and normally they're like number one because of all their big tentpole films universal and then what sony disney or oh disney yeah usually um disney's way up there Uh, because they they have pixar and marvel mm -hmm. on top of their own slate of stuff now they're gonna have star wars Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i have star wars (laughs) your lord Yeah, but so Universal is killing it. I think they passed two billion. Oh yeah, in oh like yeah. Universal is kill. Yeah. This year is a great year for Universal. I'll mm. be shocked if they don't end up number one. Mm. What did Warner Brothers have besides this? Besides Man from Uncle, like what are the yeah, other? I don't know, big like things that they had that didn't work well. Because I, I mean, I, I think we can all know what the second film you're going to mention is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could talk about that, that while I while, while I you're look looking up. that up. We could talk about Fox's <laughs> awful Fantastic <laughs> Four uh, movie. Which can like super underperformed. Yeah. Like it didn't even like beyond the lowest expectations. Yeah. Like they're under 30 million. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> hung themselves at 20th Century Fox <laughs> because of those numbers. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody, no. Somebody had a rough day. Just like it's done. <laughs> I'm, done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Like they, they have, saw it. Have you guys seen that yet though? Or you no. Guys, you guys aren't? No, I kind of no. want to see it because I've been listening to so many reviews of how laughably bad it is. I've been hearing like just buy a ticket to something else and then sneak in. Uh. And, I, and there hasn't been anything else I wanted to see. But maybe y'all um, straight out of Compton. <laughs> but I want to see straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah. But yeah there's also oh, like there's before, n- yeah, yeah, yeah there's not a film that I want to just give money to. 
uh, to just go see. Right. They yeah. fucking need it, man. Okay, yeah. you pay that fifteen bucks because I mean they're it's, they're hurting right now. I no. hear I hear it's like <laughs> reward. I'm not gonna reward their movie. <laughs> I could buy another ticket it's to Inside charity Out. at this point. Yeah. I hear it's like so bad. Like, how does this get made bad? Where like, mm. like the actors in front of green screens, like pretending like their arms are stretching out and just like so bad. Okay. But I just want to see how much of a train wreck it is. So of the high profile movies of this year, we're not counting American Sniper, Her Warner Brothers, because technically that came out last year. Uh-huh. But even so, that is... Um, that made so much... Yeah, so that made I'd made a ton. But one fifty mil for domestic. Mm. No, Noah's uh, got the smartphone now, so yeah. he can. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it right now. I don't. I don't <laughs> memorize American Snipers. So box d- no, no, dude. Domestic was three hundred fifty million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Um, it became the highest grossing film of 2014 that uh-huh. was released in 2014. But they had San Andreas, which is actually the highest grosser that they had. Uh, they had. For this year, mm-hmm. that came what, out this year, what that good? at one hundred and fifty three. That's, um, that's, that's the thing about that is that's shitty for Warner Brothers. It's but very that's Im- shitty, but that's impressive for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh yeah, it was and a, an original concept film. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was his highest opener. Um, but okay, so they had Ma- uh, they had Mad Max. Okay, which I mean did did all right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like it didn't do amazingly well because the budget was uh-huh. 150 million dollars, but I think domestically made less than 200 million. But here's here's the next couple that will explain to you the shittier. Uh, Get Hard, uh, Magic Mike XXL, which didn't do well uh, at all. Good, um, stop fucking making Magic Mike <laughs> movies. And Focus. Oh yeah, that was a weird. Movie. Vacation. Ooh. Entourage. Good movie. Oh, Do we need to yeah. say <laughs> Do we even need to say anymore? So yeah, so this year has been very underperforming for That's Warner Brothers. So but at least not... those you can say like those are kind of original concepts. Like Focus was kind of an original movie and mm-hmm. San Andreas and Magic Well, Magic Mike is a sequel, but it's still like a strip. But you're but, right, right, but you're also talking about one of the one of the big five where I mean they have to have those tentpole movies. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that keep the lights on. So mm-hmm. tentpole movies have they to have be so big. Many lights. <laughs> they have so many lights. Have you been on that lot? Yeah. <laughs> they have so many lights. So it's been a really bad year for Warner Brothers. Um but but yeah, so back to um Craptastic oh. Four. Wait, quick quick note. It was funny seeing before Straight Out Compton you see the the previews for Ride Along Two. With Ice oh, yeah, Cube, yeah, yeah. and then you see his story. Mm. <laughs> and then you see how far he's come. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't a trailer for like, are we there yet? Yeah. Right before. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, maybe Tupac would be making those movies. Yeah, you, don't you don't know. Maybe Ice Cube would. just lived and now he has I to mean, deal with that. I mean, before he died, he did make gang related with Jim Belushi. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I mean, they were going in but a direction. But who didn't make a buddy cop film right, right. in the nineties? <laughs> Gang related wasn't really. Yeah, a it wasn't buddy a buddy cop. cop. Movie. Uh, it was like a crooked. It was cop crooked movie. cop movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like a more forty eight hours kind of thing. No, no it was more like less. Training Day. Yeah, uh, I'd say Training Day ish. So it was actually decent, mm-hmm. which I was surprised from Jim Belushi. Pocket act. Yeah, he could. Mm-hmm. Um, Juice he makes a cameo in Strider Compton. <laughs> Does do they really so do they have a Pac cameo oh, oh really of, of, yeah you're joking actor, that's awesome the, the actor playing him and uh <laughs> or Snoop. real Pac. it wasn't yeah. the, it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't hologram. the hologram no it wasn't like a benjamin button like put his face on the guy Pac. yeah i but, hate the way he was portrayed in uh that biggie big. movie oh yeah 
I did not like this. That's I what bet. I thought. In that. That's what I thought. Like this would be as bad as that, but no, this is actually well made and well produced. West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with Fantastic Four though, that was definitely uh, a perfect storm of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, before the fucking movie even came out, there was nothing but reports about how the fucking Josh director's Trank. a prick uh-huh. and how he's fighting with the cast and people on the movie are not doing nothing but talking shit about it. Well, so, like, the buildup to it, like, everyone kind of knew already. And, and then they made the tragic mistake of releasing images and footage of the film. <laughs> <laughs> they made that mistake. But what's even, even crazier, what's even crazier is that is in the trailer, in the theatrical trailer, they have that scene where the thing is dropped into that military oh, yeah. base. That looks awesome, too. It's not but in the movie. It's not in the movie. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, and basically what happened was it was in the original script. It was what Josh Trank wanted to do, but because they were going quite over budget, Fox is like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So then they went ahead, and after Fox saw enough of the dailies, and they're like, hey, you know, maybe we should have an action scene in this action film. How about go and do it? And so they did it, but apparently it didn't really... By with them scrambling to put it together and everything like that and kind of piece it together, it looked kind of shitty. So Josh is like, never mind. He wasn't, from what I've heard, he wasn't even involved in the shoot no. for well, it. Right. Well, and he wasn't involved in like the final cuts and stuff. He'd already been fired by the time they did the reshoot. So that was somebody else doing that. But he did have some. Oh, he was straight up fired from yeah. this? Yeah. I didn't know he that. Was, well, I just yeah. thought he just kind of lost control of it and the studio yeah. just sort of stepped in. Well, and, and even like his erratic, his erratic behavior. I mean, mm-hmm. his. His dogs caused a hundred thousand dollars in damages to the house that he was renting while they were shooting. Hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of damage. How? I don't know. Shit? How does that, that person do that? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then, um, you know, he was kind of he locked. He was very, um, so, you know, like secluded. He yes, even ten. put, um, in the monitors. He put like a black curtain behind him so no one else could see it he was telling the actors when to breathe and when to blink hmm. i mean he was like micromanaging the, the shit out of fuck. this yeah <laughs> so all the stuff he was erratic i mean and now there's this whole big he even did the tweet when it came out saying yeah, yeah. my cut was fantastic but we'll never see it but he deleted it well guess what people can do screen cap there buddy and they did but and also so, like eh. I mean, I, I doubt it was more fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the next step? Are they? I'm still it waiting back to Marvel, or I mean, we don't they know. Try to so do another one? No, they, just they hold on they, to it until it dies. They have Fantastic Four to schedule. There, I mean, yeah. for 2017. Yeah. There's no if, way they can make it though. If no. no, if anything, they're gonna just try an Amazing Spider-Man to it. Like that, they're just like we already have the cast in place. We already have all this stuff in place. They'll just get mm. another director. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I'm still. I'm waiting for Marvel just to cancel it. Um, kind of, I feel like it's going to be, would have to cancel it. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Fox to cancel it. Same way with like Ghost Rider after that second one, just, <laughs> but see, rock. again, they got a second one, but, that, but the first one, one, fuck the first it up one again. Money, but see, though. the first one made money. Yeah, same and with that's Amazing Spider-Man. Like yeah. that made a lot of money. So, these, so that gives merchandising. Yeah. Ghost Rider is back with Marvel now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as his Punisher. Um, but so like with the difference between Spider-Man and Fantastic Four is the reason that Sony has a, uh, you know, death grip on Spider-Man is because they, Marvel made the mistake of giving them the merchandise for it. So, so Sony makes a shit ton of merchandise alone. Whereas with Fox, they don't make barely anything for merchandising with Fantastic Four. So the only reason they even greenlit a second one is I think maybe they were freaking out about the script. And so they wanted to instill some confidence in the audience by saying, uh, like, hey, it's actually so good. Like Guardians of the Galaxy got greenlit for a second one right before it came out. Yeah. So good that we want a second one. 
but I just is not me is yeah. sunk money. I mean, I it do doesn't not have a Stanley cameo. They don't even have cool costumes. Right. The thing has no shorts. Right. It yeah. just has no dick. He says, I'm saying, that's fucked up. They got this. <laughs> got no dick. Nicholas, yeah. No wonder he has a bad mood. He looked yeah. down, what the hell? And then everyone's calling him the thing all the time. Like, <laughs> okay, I get it, guys. It's ironic. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. It's like little John. Put a like. bulge on the guy. Give him some shorts. <laughs> Give him a bulge. Yeah. So I, I just I just think it's going to revert back to Marvel. And I think Marvel, it's a toxic property at this point. I think they would wait at least like 10 years before bringing it in. And when you think about Fox, they have all these other, you know, Marvel franchises that they're going to start up. They have X-Force. They have Gambit. They have um, Deadpool. Like they have all this promising Marvel stuff where they really don't need a money pit at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I, I, I think similar to how they can reboot Spider-Man so fast is if the rights went back to Marvel, whether or not Marvel could fit it into their schedule mm-hmm. would be one thing. Right. Right? I think Mar- mm-hmm. I, I think that would ease a lot of the toxicity of the property if it went back to Marvel yeah. Studios. Yeah, I think, I think, I think if anything, would... they would be introduced into the new movies where maybe like a few characters just to kind of gauge the Or even feeling. like, hey, why don't we have Reed Richards as just a crazy inventor in uh-huh. a couple films? Sure. And, soon, and yeah, have Ben yeah. Grimm, like he's kind of playing around the with S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh-huh. stuff like that. I feel like they would put it on Netflix. Like if Marvel got it back, they'd make I'd it be, into I'd, one of their I'd Netflix be shows. Because they, they, at this point, they wouldn't want to make another movie that quick but if you get that property back it is valuable it is a fantastic four you yeah. know what it's, i mean it's the first it's marvel first family. people people dig these characters you know if you look at uh the secret wars going on right now the main characters doom and yeah. reed yeah. richards and uh, ultimate reed richards you know what i mean so yeah. like people dig these characters and i think they would want to put it out there for people but they couldn't do it in movies because of these horrible fucking movies that Fox is making. <laughs> but I think it would be a cool venue for, uh, on Netflix. Yeah, and I think your idea a couple of weeks ago, Trevor, about I stand having by it. it like in the 60s mm-hmm. and kind of... I think piece. that would be awesome. Because it is. Be great. It's, it's, it's a Jack Kirby... It's, it's much more a Jack Kirby than a Stan Lee thing. Uh-huh. Stan Lee... I agree. If you want to find out what Stan Lee is, it's like Spider-Man. Excelsior. Like, yeah, I mean, it's but the bombastic sort of stuff. And this is like the big, crazy mm-hmm. ideas of Jack Kirby, like Galactus yeah. and yeah. all that. And Doctor Doom, like all that stuff is like Jack Kirby. And so, yeah, it's a very bombastic thing. But also, at its core, is they're not superheroes. They aren't superheroes. They're not trying to save the world. Uh-huh. If anything, Reed Richards is trying to save the world like... The way like Tony Stark tries to save the world, uh-huh. like you know, you you gotta come up with all these things. You gotta come up with all these ideas, like how do we deal with the food crisis? How do we deal with all this? Because he's so smart, he wouldn't be worried about teleportation. He'd be worried about like teleportation. He'd want to use like, oh my gosh, like how we could use this to travel all, like transport all this stuff to Africa or the Middle mm-hmm. East or to Asia or just ease the world's problems right. with his inventions, as opposed to we're gonna travel the world and see all these crazy things in the other dimensions. It is love, that, but it's not a super. Don't you love angle. this vehicle I made? I don't know why I put a Dodge logo on it, but isn't it beautiful? Oh, did he say he made a car and it was just from a Dodge? the second movie that oh. the from the Silver Surfer movie? Oh, that where one. that oh. thing that they flew all around that he invented it had a Dodge logo on it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. well, maybe he has a, maybe, maybe Dodge. He has a Dodge contract. Is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's, he was contracted at by Dodge because he's an inventor. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think setting it. Like that would be so cool. By the yeah. way, I read Secret Wars number five. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. I mean, yeah. And also, like, you, if you can't get the Fantastic Four right, you're not going to get Doom right. Right. Oh, it seems yeah. they clearly didn't get Doom right. <laughs> Doom is the most complex, most interesting villain ever. 
of all this of all this I mean basically he's the most complex and interesting Marvel mm-hmm. supervillain by mm-hmm. far um I mean really can, you he can only be taught by like the Joker or Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor and him are basically kind of the same sort of character and really the way that they fucked up doom and they fucked up everybody else is just like yeah they're not supposed to be superheroes it's not you're not supposed to shoehorn this huge crazy thing they're supposed to solve it's about them getting into crazy adventures right that Mm -hmm. don't necessarily get into the big bombastic thing like that's also kind of spider-man's problem too is every time you need to have some sort of huge threat that could destroy all of new york it's just like that's so that's like such a fraction of the spider-man stories and so that's what the other thing about it is now they kind of need to, at this point, if they want to continue making superhero films, they need to figure out a way to divide them into B squad, A squad and B squad. Yeah. And like the B squad ones are ones that can be quieter and lower budget and have less huge stakes, stakes. but still have the same sort of crazy ad- mm-hmm. action adventure. And I think Deadpool is going to be the real test of that. And I think Ant-Man did that pretty Ant-Man well. Ant-Man did a really good yeah. job of that. I thought it was low stakes, but still like it never felt like it was th- this. Is, it felt like this could be the end of the world like uh-huh. because of what was at stake. Right. But not like there's a bomb that's going to go off, and, and if it goes off, it's going to blow up <laughs> half of New York mm-hmm. City. And yeah, that's what I think they need to start doing is kind of figuring out. And, and I think Fantastic Four would be a really good B-level. Like Marvel did with Daredevil. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you put it. It wasn't big people gonna blow up the world. It was these crime syndicates moving in and taking real estate and then pushing drugs. But also, they mm-hmm. were gonna destroy Daredevil's world. Mm-hmm. They were gonna change the way Hell's Kitchen did things. They were gonna ruin Daredevil's home, and that's big stakes because it's personal for the character. And you could say it's analogous to the same sort of high stakes that the Avengers go through. Mm-hmm. It's just because of Daredevil's such smaller scale, the stakes are smaller, but mm-hmm. they're relatively the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ends my and rant the, about why the Fantastic yes. Four is a huge piece of shit, and I'm not going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, I refuse to. I will make all sorts of judgments say and say, "Hey, you know, I haven't seen it because it, I don't want to. I don't want to." Well, this is going to help your cause. One of my friends saw it, and he's like, "Yeah, the origins of Fantastic Four aren't even like they completely changed everything about it. The source, and nothing happens. He's like, really, nothing happens until the last eleven minutes. The it's, source material of the book, sorry, Brian, is yeah. Ultimate Fantastic Four, and that was a shitty book too. Yeah, like yeah. nobody really got a bead for that one yeah. either. And so, yeah, that's the thing about it is they updated it with the current source, which is the Ultimate Fantastic Four, and that was a very like off book. Mm. I hear uh, like they go to the planet or whatever, and they get their powers, and then it cuts to one year later. And oh, they're, really? they're already using their power. <laughs> that was where the, the sequence was going to go, uh, is to sort of ease you back in to the one year later transition. It was mm-hmm. going to go at that point. So they're like, we didn't even get to see them like try out their powers or like learn to use their powers. Oh, it just like cuts too. And like, oh, they're living with their powers. Yeah. And Reed Richards goes like, <laughs> like vanishes. Uh, Rio de Janeiro or yeah, some, he, somewhere. Yeah, he like goes off to do his own thing. And yeah. then everybody else just stays and That's becomes funny. like government agents. <laughs> no one's like, where is he for this year? Yeah. Yeah, God. I, I want to see. Right. It. Let's let's go to go to happier place. Uh, let's talk about um, the reason why we're all here. 1995's Toy Story. Yeah, first going around really quick. What do we think? Once again, we'll dig into it. Just what do we think, and what would we rename it? Um, it's wonderful. It's it's such an amazing. Like it, it still it still holds up. And even at, like I said, I watched Toy Story three, which is in every single way superior to toy story 
Um, not to like disparage Toy Story as a result right. of it, but it's just uh, like the computer graphics are better, the emotional stakes are higher. Mm. It's it's just all around such a more wonderful experience. Not but according that, to Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. Oh, <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, Jerks. But it's also. But I mean, I think it's Toy Story as a whole is the best trilogy of all time. Mm-hmm. It it the the first the first one's the weakest just because the second the second one's better than that and the third one's mm-hmm. better than that and it's just the weakest just because of what came after right. it was so much stronger and it's just wonderful and what I would call it is um, now scared of throwing away toys <laughs> <laughs> you insensitive bastard I they have feelings to, I know I don't want to do it <laughs> Brian uh, what was what's the question what like, just overall what do we think uh, and what would you rename I loved it I loved it as a kid I, I had a Buzz Lightyear toy and I would just name it oh yeah yeah I would just name it Childhood mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, a little background I rewatched this movie uh super hungover <laughs> uh n- on not a lot of sleep and it just made me feel so good like i was like in a, sh- in a shit like state of being and i would just watch this whole movie like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, i feel better now <laughs> it was a great movie uh totally brings me back to childhood i can't believe it came out in 95 and i was only five when this came out mm-hmm. um but yeah i had the toys it was su- super fun funny movie and i really dug it what would you rename it? You got a friend in me. <laughs> Personally, uh, yeah, I think it's perfect. I just really do. I mean, after rewatching, I loved it when it first came out. Um, and just rewatching like this, just perfect. It absolutely is perfect. Um, if I had to rename it, I'd be like my childhood dream. Because I had so many, so many various toys that I would also incorporate together yeah um and make storylines and things even with my legos i'd have like the space lego set the the deep sea the city there all be like these intricate story with all of them and i was always kind of you know that would have been awesome mm-hmm. to have these kind of kind of come alive um that's what i'm kind of worried about not like with kids today not like oh my god technology is that's what I was gonna say. well now it's if like it came a- out today it'd have to be like smartphones talking to each other yeah. but but not even that like it feels like all the toys now are so like everything has like you don't have like the random ass woody toy yeah. around everything is like um sort of um it's just all marketed it's all like um branded content uh, sort of well yeah toys. and even looking at toys now i mean i still feel that 80s and 90s had the best action figures and looking at them now either they're kind of cheap shitty looking things or they're the type for the adult collectors who would never take them out of the box like i yeah. don't feel there's the it's, it's yeah it's half toys have gotten so sophisticated and amazing better that i'm so pissed off that <laughs> i wasn't a kid now mm-hmm. because of half the toys out there but yeah i do the one thing that I realized when toys have gotten worse is I have um, a Jurassic Park T-Rex. And it's from one the of the first one from the first one. Yeah, it's one of those like battle those, damage uh-huh. ones with the JP on the, mm-hmm. on the end. Yeah. And it's one of these like battle damaged um, T-Rexes and it's like rubber. It looks really nice. It's super like it's my nephew still plays with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like very flexible and everything. And then they had basically the exact same toy when Jurassic World came out, like same color, same shape, same kind of T-Rex, same sort of like battle damage uh-huh. thing. It's shitty hard plastic. Yeah. Mm. And so there's, yeah, that is that aspect of that. Um, but also like what I was saying is like every, you don't, I don't know if you have that much like grab bag mentality anymore because everything now is like, everything is like Lego sets yep. and everything is this. And you, yeah. Mm. And you don't have, I don't know if kids 
today still have that sort of like toy box feel or if everything is just sort of like put together and already like set, um, mm-hmm. set up that you don't have that sort of like all sorts of toys. Because I never had like a Lego set. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That like was an actual thing. I had a bunch of Legos. Oh, I know what you mean. But yeah, I had yeah, like yeah. just pieces. But it wasn't uh, like sponsored d- because of a movie. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm just wondering if, if that impacts it yeah. so like, it helps your imagination because you get yeah, to create the world exactly. yeah, instead yeah. of just like follow the instructions and build the delorean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and, and so i'm just wondering if that is something that's changed when i because when i was younger like nintendo 64 came out so i was just straight to video games i wasn't really like a toy collector oh, yeah. like i didn't really play with toys or legos or anything i was just straight to virtual video games so i thought i don't know i guess that wasn't as connected to like toy story I don't know. Oh, I got down with toys. I had, I'd like to think I had every single Wolverine toy that came (laughs) out in my childhood lifespan. But I also had, like, I was really into wrestling. So I had, like, a wrestling ring and all the the wrestlers and stuff. And then I had, like, army dudes because they came with sweet guns and stuff. And I would play with all of them at once like in this big action movie type (laughs) sequence in my head and having that imagination with with toys and that kind of feel for it just made this movie even more awesome yeah dc Mm -hmm. and marvel fought a lot in my place (laughs) because i had the batman returns playset which Mm -hmm. was amazing because the inside was the wayne manor but then you'd like twist it and on one side it was uh or it would come out and it was the bat cave mm-hmm. but it also have like the sewer set or whatever which was never in the movie but f- supposedly that's where penguin is supposed to be um for the play set but it was oh, just, yeah. where he like it, the, the bat caves had a sewer no like there was another part of the little thing that would fold out of okay. like the wayne manor where it was like the back side of it was the yeah, because I mean, he lived in the sewers with all those penguins. Yeah, yeah. right. Batman but it was—I don't know how to describe it. It was just kind of a weird set that wasn't in Batman Returns, but it was just so cool. You'd even in the little bookcase or whatever, you'd put your Bruce Wayne character, and it would spin, and on the other side would be like Batman. <laughs> so it's like as if he transitioned. And same thing, I had the uh, a coupe, like um, some sort of like sports car, where you'd put Bruce Wayne in the seat. And you pull it back, which you then turn it into like a Batmobile, and then there's Batman. That's okay. that was awesome. My dad always likes to bring this up. The uh, <laughs> the original Batmobile, like in the uh, the movies, like the first Batmobile ever depicted was in the serials. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, in like the 40s, 50s ser- movie serials. Mm-hmm. And the Batmobile was just Bruce Wayne's convertible with the top up. <laughs> 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 Who would ever know? <laughs> Like in the like in the Batman sixties movie, where it's like Katinka had no idea that that was Catwoman. Yeah, no, no. I feel like the bat the Batman sixties like there were never any stakes. Nobody was ever going to die. It was all these crazy people who just like there's no crime in our city, so let's just fuck around. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get dressed up in all these stuff, and somebody shows up and robs your bank. Just give them the money. We'll get it back to you. Don't worry. They must have like play money set aside. Awesome. So what do we want to talk about with this film? What do we want to say? I'd, honestly, I don't have a lot of notes. I find the movies that I just get sucked into. It's That's hard for me to be like, yeah. oh man, and write something down. So I really don't have much of anything. Yeah, well, it was a quick it. watch anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's only 81 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. goes by fast too. Yeah. yeah, that was the one thing I noticed about Toy Story 3 is it's got at least 20 minutes on that film oh yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a long it's a it's a it's a movie movie but by that time technology wise it was faster to make the longer ones mm-hmm. like this but this is the first wasn't it the first computer yeah. animated mm-hmm. the first yeah, fully computer just took animated. a long time each frame took over four hours to no but do. i mean that's even with like traditional animation stuff's 
90 minutes usually it's very rare to see like a two-hour animated right. film like right. or even come close to uh-huh. two hours um but i think that's more like sophisticated storytelling there's also story toy toy story three is kind of a different film in a dark. lot of ways it's, it's pretty, pretty dark, dark yeah it's much <laughs> dark. dark but yeah. this has dark elements to it yeah, yeah, yeah woody's yeah. kind of dealing with the same stuff but right. it's also like you have the whole like escape sequence from the daycare you have the whole mm-hmm. daycare sequence and that's like it's a more sophisticated storytelling in the first one and the third one and this one's just like a straight up like buddy film yeah it's just um yeah. uh yeah i don't know that was just one thing andy's I noticed. toys are dicks <laughs> yeah yeah, horrible, horrible. Except for Slinky. Hor- yeah, no, Slinky, yeah. but even Slinky kind of turned on him. <laughs> kind of, but... No, he shut the blinds on. He, was, yeah. he was in Sid's house looking at Woody. He was in Sid's house looking through the window like, you guys see this guy, this fucking kid torture toys every single day. Uh, you guys known me for a long time. Help me get over there. And they're like, nah, fuck you, Woody. You killed Buzz. Like, you met, you knew Buzz a day. <laughs> you guys yeah. known me since Andy was... Three. But that's Come saying, on. like, if they known him so long, like, how can you, like, that's saying he's a different guy that they've known for so long. And mm-hmm. how can they trust Woody? Because he's a monster. If he would just destroy the next yeah. toy, that would take. He ripped would... off the man's arm. And well, so what are they not he monsters? Not. No, for I know letting, he didn't. Letting like, they look get like, tortured? Yeah. What's that? Or the, the toys are the monsters for letting what him goes get around, comes around. I, yeah. just, exactly. I don't know I if it's as They were quick to turn on like everybody. Though, but I also, like. they're <laughs> all about capital punishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go away. Even kill. like, like, fuck, who are these? When they at the beginning, when they're like judging the kid's presence mm-hmm. and they're just like assholes, like, who the fuck invited the kid who bought bed sheets? <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> they're just ripping on these kids, like, fucking a board game, <laughs> jerk off. And they should have been happy about that, too, because yeah. they were worried about being obsolete. Yeah, the whole, yeah, the, the whole time, like, leading up to it, they're just like, oh, what if he gets another toy? What if he gets another toy? And then they're just ripping on these kids, fucking that. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Give me something to worry about. And how quick did they turn on Woody once Buzz showed up? Woody was the sheriff of that town. He yeah. called the meetings. Yeah. He knew everyone. He cared stuff. about him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this guy shows up, and even both people's like, "Ooh, I found my new packing partner." Yeah, <sighs> slut. Wow, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's close to home. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was kind of uh, on Woody's side when he wanted to kill Buzz. I'm like, yeah, take him out, man. You let him take your spot. You let him take take your town from you. Take him out. And he didn't really want to take him out. He just wanted to hide him behind the dresser mm-hmm. where he would never be seen again. Well, wasn't he then like a bad guy? Woody. Then Woody became the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. For some it, of this it stuff. turned. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then it was an accident. And he that's that's going to go to anybody's head, man. Yeah. Something has well, to be done. Woody was apparently supposed to be way more kind of like a Lotso kind of character. You're supposed to be in a their, dick, Yeah, right? in their, in yeah like, sarcastic the, jerk yeah. was the quote. I think I, I saw like concept art of like the storyboards or something where like he was a straight up dick to mm, everybody. Yeah, and, yeah, he, and that it, was sort of what, when when the film almost didn't happen, that mm-hmm. was it was when they were in that stage. Do you want to talk was, about that a little bit? I just saw basically the cliff notes of the issues they have, but I mean, do you know more about I mean I was reading it yesterday. Um it's really I mean it is really interesting like just being it wanting well, to like, be more dark and then yeah, for the, but even for the like, producer, I think yeah. he chose like he's like make it like this and then And then they did and he's yeah. like, Ugh, why is that horrible? Yeah, <laughs> no, well, I, don't, was, I don't think he saw yeah, yeah, he didn't realize why it was yeah. horrible, but he asked somebody else and they're like, Oh, it's not the movie they made or they wanted yeah, to make yeah. it. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Katzenberg was told yeah, he he kinda came out of like a they had a really bad bad But was that theory. when he left to create DreamWorks? No. He uh, in between the release and um, 
the um, start of Toy Story 2, he was gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was, I think Katzenberg was there for most of the... I want to look up when DreamWorks started. A substantial amount of the development. Um, but yeah, they just, they um, originally, because Lasseter, John Lasseter worked at Disney and was trying to get Disney to make a computer-generated yeah. film. Uh, and they, and they just, wouldn't. And they just basically said, thanks, Computers? No one's into computers. <laughs> <laughs> Big things with the punch cards in them? Come on. <laughs> those are, those are never take off. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, he like got um, got a job at Lucasfilm. So Pixar like is a spinoff tech. I mean, to, oh, it is? to super to super like simplize, uh, 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 simplify, simplize it, simplize it. It is. Yeah, it's they were a lot of them were at Lucasfilm doing stuff, and then they um, their wing became Pixar, mm-hmm. and then Steve Jobs yeah, uh, invested did, in them. Okay, he was just an investor. He was he an investor. He was involved because he was an investor. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's basically the extent, and he he was involved. Like he wasn't like making decisions. Like he wasn't really producing. It says uh-huh. a lot of this stuff. A lot of what he brought to it was the the um like arbiting between Pixar and Disney when they eventually got linked oh, up. Okay. So he was he's technically like not a producer of Toy Story. He's an Story. executive producer of, of Toy, Toy Story. Story. Oh okay. Yeah, he's an executive uh, producer. I thought it was cool to see that Joss Whedon was one of the writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they kept bringing in people um to uh he made the final three cut. <laughs> That's just crazy. There's like three people for story credit and like three other people for screenplay. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. that could be a disaster or it could work out. Yeah. You just gotta... Well they I mean animated film is something where that can happen. Mm. It's it's such a different process. Yeah, when you it, it's kind of co- more common to see a lot of people get writing credit on an animated film. Yeah. As opposed to like if you see like four or five names on a live action film, you're just like that's an awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> but in there but with the big tempo movies there's always way more writers that just didn't get the credit. I mean, I was okay. reading um Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garrett's um awesome screenwriting book mm. to call like how to write a how to something like how to write a movie for fun and profit and they cross off the fun and <laughs> um and basically they say when you if you sell a movie to one of the studios and you hand in the first draft, be nice, even if they fire you, because they might bring you back for the end, but they almost always fire whoever the first person who's writing yeah. it, and they bring in script doctors, and he's mm-hmm. like, some movies get like 25 writers have touched it by the time it hits the screen. It just depends on whose version they went with and how much of whose material. That's why there's the and versus ampersand in, um, yeah. in yeah. credits. Is the and, and means that those was separate writers, whereas the ampersand means that they work together. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when you see and, it's sort of like, it's just they don't have commas. The and. It's yeah. like this oh, person yeah. did and this person did and this yeah. person. And they make a pass on it. Uh, yeah. yeah, when you see the ampersand, that's a sign of a, like of a, a team. joint team. Oh, yeah. like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, that's why in Jurassic World, there's two separate, or there's four, but there's the two with the ampersand, and then the other two with the ampersand. It's because like, two different uh, teams worked on it mm. for the final script. Um, but yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, um, oh, yeah, the script. One thing I was going to bring since we mentioned Ride Along is like Jason Manzukis is one of those people who gets credit on Ride Along, but it's because he was the first person hired after they bought the script. And then... Really? Um, yeah, and then there were uh, two people they brought on who were going to be doing... who did Ride Along too. Oh. So it's like whoever was the director for that brought them on mm-hmm. after Manzukis had done his script doctoring on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now they're like the team who's going to do Are they giving? Too. Did, but did he get credit for the second one? No, Jason Manzukis, no. He's, okay. not, he's not involved in the second one. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like the process there too, is that's one story I know 
is he did ride along. Interesting. I love um, that guy. Yeah, he's great. What's up, jerks? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was. It seemed like it was. It took like a long road because like Lasseter wanted to do that as far back as like late eighties. Like he approached Disney about it in uh, like eighty eight or eighty nine, and so that's how far back they wanted to try and do a computer animated film. He always wanted it to be computer animated. Yeah, he wanted mm. to. He wanted to. Tr- he he used felt the new like technology. Probably yeah, thought yeah. that it was just about there. Mm. Yeah, and so they started doing like animated film. Like it was the stuff they were doing at Lucas. Those couple, first couple of shorts that led them to becoming Pixar and led them to making their film. Okay. Um. Because yeah, the uh the ball that's like their logo yeah, the, with a Lux, star on it. Yeah, Luxo Junior. I think is what it's called. That's from one of their first shorts mm. that they did while they were still in Lucas. Um, it's crazy watching it again because the animation is kind of shitty. It is. <laughs> it's, it looks like a video game like cutscene. It's very beta compared to what we're used to now. Yeah. One thing I was talking, Chris and I were watching it, is like it looks like the animation, it, they're still using like 2D, 2D techniques. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, like you can, t- whenever Mr. Potato Head's mouth is just mm. by itself. You can really kind of see yeah. like it's more like stretchy, like Tex Avery, like old Looney Tunes kind of style. Well, even and when the mouth opens, it doesn't go back into his yeah, body. It's, it's very two dimensional. That's how yeah. all of them felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's. I think it's. They also didn't know the technology and how it was different from two D. I think they were using a lot of two D techniques, um, and really, you only see stuff like you only see like cool stuff with like the three D, like in camera angles. Not really yeah. too much in animation. Mm. It's like you have, like when uh, Woody gets uh, like thrown in the beginning, he's like put put on the bottom of a chair and like Andy pulls oh, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. and like throws him and you see like his POV is like arcing over. It's all like camera movements as yeah. opposed to what they could do with the animation. Yeah, I almost feel like because they were used to, you know, drawing animation that maybe they weren't even really sure what they what the possibilities were with computer animation mm. yet. Yeah. I mean, it's also still, it's hard to get that. You've been thinking about doing animation one way. And then, I mean, these guys, a lot of them had already been doing a lot of 3d animation. So mm. I think they kind of basically knew, but it's just hard to kind of, but that's how we've been doing things yeah. for so long. Right. That's how they've been making right. animated films for so long. And so it's just kind of hard to transition into a new way of storytelling. And I feel like at that point, all the studios and the the companies doing that, they were all learning from each other. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole new medium to create. And they're just learning as they go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because Disney was already invested in Disney. What kind of wanted, like what is kind of what it eventually became now, but they like just wanted them to be in house and like kind of learn from their people um, but then also like have them teach their people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was like going to be this Disney Back wanted a symbiotic relationship yeah. that ultimately mm-hmm. would way more benefit Disney. Um, but yeah, they were definitely um, still learning the process for sure. I read that the, they couldn't do hair, right? So like yeah. all the kids had short hair or the mom mm-hmm. was just in a ponytail because it was just mm-hmm. like they couldn't do the flowingness, like something simple. It like wasn't that. until The Incredibles that they really understood hair. Oh. And The Incredibles was, is 10 years old. So 10 years after Toy Story is when they really kind of finally understood how to utilize hair. Oh, that's why. Well, that's not why, but like they did like bug stuff, like stuff that wouldn't have hair. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I think it was just the development process and the learning curve. But yeah, I think that's because of the technology, they probably did shy away from um, human stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Because also, I mean, they have, um, they had a little bit more experience when they had like Monsters, Inc., 
and like Sully mm-hmm. is entirely just furball. <laughs> yeah. right. just all hair. Um, and so they had stuff like that. But yeah, I think you could definitely see a difference after The Incredibles comes out with how they are able to render humans. Mm. But else is cool, like what like especially watching Toy Story 3 and you can see like you can just see basically Toy Story is the skeleton of Toy Story 3 and even and all the other ones cuz you can still see it's the same models yeah. it's the same stuff um but um god what was I going to say oh is like they actually compared to like Dreamworks and like all the other like 3D animation studios like the big ones like it feels like Pixar stuff is actually like animation. Yeah. Like it all the Pixar stuff or all the like DreamWorks. DreamWorks and like Universal stuff, it just I don't know what it is, but just feels like it's 3D bulky stuff. And the Pixar stuff feels like it's traditional animation, like converted into mm-hmm. 3D. And like that's why they have like the beautiful flowing hair and all this stuff. And it feels I think it benefits them that they're partnered with the like originator of <laughs> animated films. Right. Um but yeah, there's just something about Pixar's 3D animation compared to the other studios that just even makes it, even sells it even more. Because like this compared to like Shrek, like the people in Shrek just look awful. Like <laughs> yeah. most of the characters yeah. look kind of awful, and the character designs look kind of awful. And they seem to be like, oh, look at this technology, and focusing on that and what they can do. And right. Pixar is the bridge between the two. Yeah, it's the bridge between 2D animation and 3D because you can see a lot of techniques still after they get past like the stretchiness and all the ways that you can't really make 3d animation look like 2d animation once they got past that they sort of meld with the two mm-hmm. it's a wonderful film and they're a wonderful yeah. company <laughs> for sure you don't have any notes Noah? i really don't i don't That's i right. just enjoyed enjoyed the whole ride i think so we're not gonna talk about sid's broom let's let's go for it do it do <laughs> it chris do it chris There's some demonic oh shit no going doubt on inside this he had head. issues sid lives in a broken home yeah, yeah. Oh, and if it's not broken now, it will be. Yeah, he had the the drunk dad because of him. We all passed out with beer <laughs> cans. Yeah, his family, his mom, TV. His, his mom, mom doesn't was care. Yeah, he just wants attention. Yeah, and he kid, finds it with toys. No, 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 no. There's more than attention. This kid was ordering fucking bombs through the mail, and like, the big one. Yeah, and then, mom, <laughs> mom, where's my matches? Ah, uh, never mind. I found him. Like, your right. kid's like, outside your playing kid, with matches with bombs? Your kid has his own designated matches? And if, first of all, any parent who would have walked in that child's room would have immediately knew, oh, this guy's up to no good. Yeah, yeah. he this has guy's a fucking issues. psychopath. Guaranteed but the also, guidance counselor called his parents in for a billion meetings through if his you school are years. ordering something through the mail... You are not paying cash. Mm-hmm. So he had to get an adult figure to like get a money order for that giant <laughs> like firework. Pre-9-11, man. It was a different time. <laughs> a different time. We, that's didn't, what, we didn't know. <laughs> that's why he's so spoiled. Like the mother would just give him whatever he wants. Yeah, it seems like, like it. He, yeah. just, he just gets whatever he wants because they don't want to deal with him as a child. And then that's what he carries that onto his toys. Like, no, I want the Woody toy or I want the Buzz toy or whatever. His toys were the coolest. Yeah. We're not like they're, like playing. I'm talking about like personality wise. Uh, like all they wanted to do was help. Yeah. They, oh, they were so much they nicer were, than Andy's toys. Yeah, no, Andy's yeah. toys were dicks. They're like <laughs> after Woody had got like, hey guys, I went to this crazy event. I said escaped the psycho kid, and now I'm back on the bus or whatever with you guys. And they threw his ass off. Yeah. Uh, Sid's toys wouldn't do that. No, they yeah, would help. They'd they be like, yes, out. come. You're scraped. Let me help you. You look thirsty. 
Have some water. <laughs> Here's my shirt. Yeah, I feel like, you know what I mean? Here, you look cold. And they fixed Buzz. Yeah, they yeah. fixed Buzz. I feel like the whole point of this movie was don't judge a book by its cover. Because, like, you know, Woody judged no, Buzz you judge initially. No, you judge Sid. That kid mm. needs to be judged. Yeah. Well, no, judge and him tried. by... But you judge him by his actions, which were horrible. Yeah. But the scary toys were super nice. Mm. And they weren't even necessarily meaning to be scary at the beginning. Sid just made them all into freaks. Yeah. But they all, like, cared. They all were super helpful. There's a motif I noticed, especially... I'm just going to keep mentioning Toy Story 3 because I watched it. So <laughs> it's on my, oh my head, too. God. But there's, oh like, a, there's like this weird recurring motif of, like, baby dolls being, like, scary figures. Because yeah. the baby's head on... With the, the eye missing. Yeah, and on top of a, uh, like a crab, spider crab robot, machine. yeah, <laughs> spider bot, and then the the wild big... wild west spider. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Uh, and then they have the big uh, the big baby like muscle uh, in three, three yeah. which they call him Mongo at one point. Uh, that's <laughs> never awesome. mind. Never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo as Mongo punches out of My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be great. Um, but this kid had a, a an interrogation handbook in his room. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because improvised the, interrogation handbook, I wrote it down. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Like, and he was torturing Woody. Like mm-hmm. uh, the scene right before that, like burning holes in his head. Like this kid wants to torture and blow up shit. There like, was a whole he wants to do, and sequence. the parents didn't even care about the daughter. Like he would steal her toys. She's lying. Whatever she says, she's lying. Mom, you bitch. And they close the door. <laughs> there was a whole sequence of interrogation cut, and they oh, just really? jumped to the scene where it already is. Like, there's supposed to be a longer sequence That'd of interrogation. They cut to where he's already burning him in the forehead. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So that's where they, like, picked it up. They, like, dropped off a, l- a lot more. There's supposed to be more of the interrogation, which probably explains why the handbook's there. Do we miss the dripping the water on the forehead for three yeah, hours? And what were some of the... Bamboo uh, shoots up his fingernails. The posters you saw on the dude's walls. Um, the bumper sticker, I heart explosives. Yeah. <laughs> oh if you didn't get it enough. Yeah. Let me just show um, you. Mega dork. Um, you can see when he's looking out the window when it rains, which I saw. I only saw when Brian was watching it earlier again. And then my favorite is Killing Paul Bunyan, which you can see very briefly. Jeez. But it's the guy. Um, but I think that's like a like an action Hank sort of like uh, mm. big tough like an oh, analogous gotcha. like big yeah. tough guy sort of like Bronson film. And he also had a lava lamp filled with doll heads. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, I mean, that has to be red oh flag, gosh. right? Red flag. But I mean, there's <laughs> nothing but a red flag. We don't ever see the mom, and she seems, I mean, I imagine he basically lives the life of Wes Bentley in American Beauty. It's just he has a, a, a kid sister. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's got his drunk dad who, like, you, you were the one who noticed, Chris, who noticed the, when the dog is like chasing after Buzz, and Buzz escapes into the room where he finds the TV and eventually uh-huh. has a mental break. Um, <laughs> Mention that casually. Um, uh, the dog like looks in and just sees the dad, and you see like a beer can or something. And just you looks saw like up. eight beer cans. Yeah, and then the dog just backs up. Yeah, just like Seriously. don't go into that. Room. How horrible is that? It was dad only his. The first of all, that dog was running through the whole house, and it only poked its nose in and like one eye, and then saw him like no, 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 no. That guy beats. <laughs> that guy beats the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm not going. He in has there. to. And it's a date. That's a daytime. That scene is Death taking place drinking. In, is in the day, but also like that room is dark. Yeah, yeah. all the blinds are shut and yeah. shit inside. And so obviously, I mean, I feel like I feel now as an adult looking back, Sid is not too much to blame for all of this. No. His family have caused him to be oh, this yeah. kid. Because mm-hmm. also, Toy Story Three, he is imagined that he's the he's the garbage man. 
Yeah. Who goes around because there's a kid. Oh, he uh, comes back. Well, the garbage yeah. man has his same shirt on. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people uh, assume. And I'm thinking, kind of thinking about it, I'm thinking it's because he has the uh, just jump to the end when the toys like reveal themselves to Sid. He probably has that same sort of thing. Like, they're alive. They're all out here. I need to go work at the dump where I can like protect them because there's all these toys mm. that have like souls or whatever, uh, and they're just out there. So what you're saying is them coming alive saved his saved soul. his yeah. soul, and now <laughs> he's that's, yeah. that's why he works at the at the dump. You were torturing us, yeah, and so he's we'll now torture you now, and then he just freaks out like I'll never be mean to you ever again. Well, he probably felt a bunch of guilt. It's a whole it's a Saint Paul analogy. <laughs> Where he was, wow, he was Saul. <laughs> he was Saul, and he was torturing toys. And then he has a convergence experience with Woody, the Jesus figure, um, and then becomes the biggest champion of them. Ah. Even more, that's than- my theory. Wow. <laughs> and still not as crazy as the Pixar theory. Still not nearly as crazy as the all connected. Oh theory. yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. It's all connected. Did anyone notice the like the shining carpet in the Sid's house? I think there's some pictures online. Like it's like the same. From the Shining. Yeah, it's like the oh, same really? pattern. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. super cool. That's yeah. awesome. Is the Overlook Hotel? Mm-hmm. So do we know yeah. domestic total gross, or let's just do lifetime gross worldwide? Uh, it, well, we it was the highest grossing movie of, of that 90, year, ninety five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Worldwide, three hundred million. I'm gonna go a whopping twenty five million <laughs> for worldwide. <laughs> I'm going low, so none of you guys. Uh, uh, Prices right rules. Yeah. Yeah. 350. Uh, you dick. Trevor Copter wins. It uh, was 361.9. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. knew what it was. Oh, you played it it was rounded up to 362 on Wikipedia. Uh, In the, the, for domestic. I'm guess, uh, uh, 363. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just spitballing. <laughs> for domestic, it was 191.796 million. That's ha. crazy. But yeah. now that'd be like nothing. Like. That would uh, not be the top film of the yeah, year at all. But that would be, I don't know, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, we're, I don't know. let's get these numbers adjusted yeah. for I don't, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, and Brian, you brought this up uh, before we came on, but when the film was re-released on DVD, it was found that 20% of the original animation files were corrupted, proving to the studio that digital storage was not as feasible as they thought it would be at the time the film was made. Uh, no, I was talking about, uh, I think, Toy Story 2, where, like, they created the whole movie and, like, their servers... Well, same same Similar, concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you can't... Back, you, have, you need a backup. And then, like, mm-hmm. their servers failed. And the only way they saved that movie was a woman who went home because she had a child, worked from home, and had the whole movie backed up on her servers. Oh, sweet. So that's the reason we got Toy Story 2. And Tim Allen said in interviews that oh? Pixar originally wanted Jim Carrey to voice Buzz Lightyear and Paul Newman to voice Woody. But because of the low, quote unquote, low budget, they were that they couldn't do it because of the film. That's uh, what I was thinking. Or Sorry, go ahead. No, didn't you spot a Tim the Toolman Taylor? Oh, yeah, yeah, Binford. yeah. There's Binford Toolbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's covering Woody in the crate. Or the, the crate. Then nobody brings up the fact that now home improvement is involved in that Pixar theory. So now yeah. you have to pull. What? Oh man, you do. <laughs> you absolutely have to bring Bidford's that in. Bitford's there. Bitford tools. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when Woody's sitting on the bed talking with Slinky, there's a drawing of him on the wall, and that was an earlier um, sketch of the Woody character that they used. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Thought that was kind of cool. He was a, he was going to be a ventriloquist dummy, like early, early on when it was still more because they did like a toy, like a toy short, and that was what. 
going to lead them to this. Mm. And he was going to, they were going to bring the toy that they had in that short and then a ventriloquism dummy. Um, I can see that. He kind of has like Yeah, the, he, you can still see he yeah, still yeah. has that look to him. That'd be um, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but then the one thing that really kind of threw me off that they were kind of showing like as their like initial demo reel was the fact that one of the things that like was impressive about 3D animation was Woody's shirt. Yeah. Like the plaid shirt. Uh-huh. Mm. It's like that shows like the difference between what 3D can do in two-dimensional right. animation. There's also like, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, it'd be insane to draw. Just imagine a plaid shirt like being blown by a fan and animating that. Mm-hmm. It'd be impossible. It'd yeah. be so hard. Um, and yeah, like that was just sort of like, holy crap. Like it's one of those small things, but like in terms of like what it does is like revolutionary. Just, that's Tom, all I have. Tom Hanks recorded his dialogue during the breaks of A League of Their Own and Sleepless in Seattle. He didn't want to record the dialogue during the breaks of Philadelphia and Forrest Gump because he felt he shouldn't do comedic roles in between minutes of playing serious roles. Mm-hmm. Just makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. This is the first animated film in Oscar history to be nominated for Best Screenplay Academy Award, Adapted or Original. Which makes sense because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, the animation team, I like this one. The animation team perfected the movement of the toy soldiers by gluing some sneakers to a sheet of wood and trying to walk around with them on. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 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 Wait, quick. Uh, back to the one before that. The Oscar was, one? Yeah. Was Toy Story 3 the first animated movie nominated for... Or I think Lion King was for Best Picture. No, uh, Beauty and the Beast Beauty was the, the Beast. first. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and that was before this? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so they didn't... Toy Story even... wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah. And it that's... It's, it's such a bullshit thing, but like animated films are very rarely nominated. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be... Like I think it's... Toy Story 3 was nominated. I think Wally was also nominated mm. and uh Beauty and the Beast was nominated. That was the first one. Well, cuz they also have so their own, rare. they also have their own category, their best animated now, yeah. yet now. Oh, that and, wasn't always before? No. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was is the one and only animated film to be nominated for best picture uh, with that. Uh, with before yeah. there was any sort of like special like well, let's give them an animated film yeah. category. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, Beauty and the Beast is the only film to do it without that like crutch, mm. quote unquote crutch. Um, but yeah, and they stupid. The only other trivia that I pulled was Billy Crystal was originally offered the chance to be Buzz Lightyear, but declined after seeing the finished film. He said the decision was the biggest mistake of his career. Um, and then when and John, now he's Mike Wazowski, yeah, exactly. When <laughs> when John Lester, um, or he he found that out, so he called um, Billy's house to offer him the role of Mike on Monsters Inc. Billy's wife answered the telephone and said, "John Lester wants to speak to you." Billy took the telephone from his wife and said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, it's good that that worked out because I think he is better served as, like, Mike Wazowski. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, totally. It would have been weird. Like, yeah, it would have been weird. It would have yeah. been weird. I don't think he could sell the story. To infinity of, and beyond. Well, I, I think he, his voice is there, but in terms of, like, his character and everything, like that, I just think... T- Tim Allen just kind of got it. That's what I was going to say. This casting is so perfect. It is. Like Tom Hanks versus Tim Allen is just perfect. Even Mm -hmm. like the rest of the... Everybody was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Rex is my favorite guy. I know. He's so great. And every every toy they introduced subsequently was all perfectly cast. There's not a bad toy. Michael Keaton as Ken. Yeah. Like all of that (laughs) stuff. So Um, awesome. Well, you mentioned Joss Whedon. One of his contributions that was was cut. Oh, oh, it was sorry. cut. He wanted to get Barbie. He was the first person to kind oh, of push okay, for yeah. Barbie, and they couldn't get her in the first one. The rights. Yeah. They didn't want to sign off. They thought this would be a failure. Mm-hmm. And then once it was big, they gave him the yeah. rights and Toy Story. And they mentioned Actually, that. Well, well, they also mentioned, and this is this feels like 
cor- like you know when you kind of get that corporate bullshit that makes sense. Mm. Like it's just like I don't know if that's your exact reasoning for it. But it are makes- you talking about why it, who they changed into Bo Peep? That reasoning? No, the reason they didn't want to use Barbie is because Barbie is um, just a doll uh, for millions and millions of girls, right? So they didn't they- want to assign a personality to yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, they, what I read the reasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but then they. Because they wanted the the girls to still kind of have that their own inner voice for. Barbie. But then they also kind of figured it out, yeah. By two and three, that's like we're not assigning a personality. We're assigning mm. a personality to the singular doll, mm, who is basically yeah. a person in and of themselves. And Hasbro also declined letting them use GI Joe when they found out that Sid was going to blow up a GI Joe. Yeah, so, that Commando so, Carl. Was oh, so the, a GI Joe. Those that things aren't GI Joes. No. Those little like Green Army men. Oh no, oh, no those, those are, are uh-uh. those aren't GI Joes at all. Like uh, even. They're just soldier uh, guys. Yeah, they just uh, have those plastic army men. He, uh, I saw these his bucket of soldiers to yep. your bag. I was like, oh yep. yeah, I used to win those at arcades. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Super cheap, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're always like they were always the cannon fodder characters yep. whenever you're playing. Mm-hmm. You just have so many of them. Yep. All right, so Tomorrowland, Trevor, you want to get started? What do you think? You can totally change it up. I mean, I know there's sequels, so it's a little bit hard. You can come up with what you <laughs> think. I'm going to talk about whatever be. happened to Sid. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's figure out what happened to well, Sid. Well, I think you figured it out. We know, we know what happens to Andy and all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the dog and everything. And the yep. dog even gets folded into it. Yep. They love the dog, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sid, I don't know. Like he, I'm, I'm more also like his sister, like his whole family. Like I think his mom and dad never got their shit together. Um, Andy, he's obviously a little older than Andy. Um, yeah. and so he's probably like, Andy's like gotta be 10. If this is, I mean, I don't know what the whole time frame is. If he's like 10 or seven. Um, but I think Sid like just, just put his head down barely. I don't know if he graduated high school. <laughs> I, think, I don't think he has the discipline, but I think also Sid like. Sid became a better person, yeah. I think, but he had a he had a harder time because of this traumatizing experience, oh, yeah. and nobody's going to believe him. No, either. Um, like his sister just immediately just turns on him. Right. Everybody in this whole film is is about people finding out the weaknesses of others and exploiting it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not wrong. And yeah, so she just turns on him, and so, but I think she would eventually come around if she saw he was actually having yeah. a hard time. Sure. I think his sister would have been the one person to like defend him, but his parents. His dad probably uh, like just kept getting drunker and drunker and mm. drunker. And finally, just him and Sid came to blows. And then... <laughs> and then you Sid, stop hitting on my mama. <laughs> I'll hit you, daddy. <laughs> and then he, he moved out and kind of got his stuff together, got his GED. Probably has a nice girlfriend. Um, probably <laughs> works at Pizza Planet. Um, and then they, um, he works at the, at the dump protecting all the other toys. And, and it was also nighttime. making sure no one unearths where he put his father's body. <laughs> That's probably also why he works at Because <laughs> he killed him. Brian, what do uh, you... I don't really... I forgot what we do at Tomorrowland. Oh, it's okay. So, <laughs> so, it's, it's hard because there's yeah. a bunch of sequels. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would just... Just pick one character and imagine yeah. where you think they're... <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out... Because uh, it's kind of sad that Andy has no friends to play with his toys. Oh, so he, he had a fat-ass party. He had all kinds yeah, of people running through his room. Yeah, but they leave. <laughs> they're like, so okay. he locks them in. No one leaves me <laughs> ever again. No, but he just has like that one friend that he's like... And the toys do come to life and he has that experience with the toys and like hey dude like come over my toys come to life no no joke <laughs> your they, toys don't do that <laughs> yeah no but andy moves oh and he's not oh, even there yeah, anymore i forgot about that yeah mm. 
Yeah, or he makes what, a new friend who has yeah, who Andy realizes stayed, the same thing happens to him. Yeah. But also Andy doesn't realize they're alive the same way Sid does. I know, but like eventually like he finds out in my Tomorrowland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's describing them and it's a little too personal when he's describing them at the end of three. It's like uh, Bonnie. It's just like, you don't know that about those characters. Uh-huh. Like this is how they actually are. Yeah. So maybe they did come to life for him. There you go. Chris. Sid comes home one day from school. Ominous music. Finds his mother on the floor beaten to a bloody pole. Oh my God. <laughs> he decided he's had enough. <laughs> Goes up to upstairs to his dad's room, finds him drunk on the couch watching cartoons. Says, Dad, I'm not taking this anymore. The dad <laughs> turn gives him a hard backhand, dents half of his face in. Sid goes to his room, says, Toys, I know you're real. My 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 mom, she's she's beaten pretty bad. We gotta put an end to this. Sid and the toys work together to take out the father permanently. They hide the body. Sid lays low in the woods, living with his toys. The end. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. That was you painted that picture. I thought you were gonna basically describe Columbine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh my god. Sid comes home uh, one day and finds his mom and just like he's had enough. Like, oh no, this is gonna go even darker. My my nerf guns turn real. Cause toys are real. <laughs> So I think what's going to happen in number four is seeing as how, you know, they made themselves known to Sid. It's just a matter of time before one of the toys slips up and people find out that toys actually can talk and everything. Yeah, like but that. they're all hanging out of the windows and shit. Yeah, like, it's, movies. Yeah, like it's, if someone it's just looked happen. up, I was like, oh, what the, what is that? <laughs> also the RC chase at the end and everything. Yeah. It's, oh, it's in broad daylight yeah. on the street. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> Andy's uh, sister sees him. Molly, she sees him, but yeah. she's a baby. Sitting uh, in the front seat. <laughs> yeah, I know. We saw that too. Like a classic 1995 babies, no car seat, sitting shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, this is at the same time that a virus takes out most of the humans. So all of a sudden people are like, I think the toys are the reason that we have this virus. Wars commence. Ten years happen. Woody and Buzz are holed up in the woods in San Francisco. The humans are like... We need a source of energy that's only up there. We have to cross enemy lines. Uh, okay. Woody's we like, the you, toys. <laughs> you can do this. I was like, which disaster <laughs> film is he describing and applying to Toy Story? It's like, there's a virus. Like, is he just describing the Pixar theory or what? Because yeah, that's part of the theory, isn't it? The, the, yeah, that's why they show the toys the lead to the so cars. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're, they're, like, the toys lead to what the cars are, is the theory. RC? Mm-hmm. Him, he kind of looked like the all the cars from cars with his eyes and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the theory is that the, the sentientness of the toys leads to that. I forget how the toys become sentient in the first place because they have like a theory for mm-hmm. that. Um, but the theory is all the humans die off, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, if you can, I mean, we already kind of know that too because of Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say <laughs> the big tree uh, in A Bug's Life is the seed in Wally. That little like sapling that yeah. they're trying to protect is mm. that giant ass tree, which is why you really don't see too many humans within a bug's life. Mm. Um, but also because, as we have established, the computer hair, graphics hair is just a bitch to do. Technical yeah. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you could do a blades of grass for days, <laughs> but hair, no. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane. You should check it out. It's really cool. It, 
it, it there are parts of it where it's just like you're forcing it. Yeah. But there's a lot of it that's just like, well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, well, they, they, they also have images to support it for mm-hmm. like, uh, where they show the... What's it? The monster uh, Sully in uh, Monsters Inc. They show him in what Brave? Like, yeah, because like they a drawing say, of him. Well, because they say that the the doors because the the old lady in that they say is Boo mm-hmm. from uh, from Monsters Inc. And that they say that the door it's, she has a door, um, like the Monsters Inc. door. Uh. But they're also saying that those aren't. Um, uh, just in space, they're time and space. So it's not like we're, we're traveling from Monster City to the human world. It's they're traveling to the past, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because that would explain like, don't touch anything human, mm-hmm. don't touch that because it's all diseased. Because don't fuck with the time stream, <laughs> sort of thing. Don't touch anything because you can mess it up. Um, but I don't know. But it's kind of insane, crazy theory. All right, now it's time to our. To go to our remake segment, Trevor Copter, you want to get this started? How about Chris start it? Yes, yeah. How about how about let's switch it up? Yeah, <laughs> let the Mexican man go first. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll fuck you guys up with some uh, recasting. Uh, Woody, I have Jim Carrey. Are, are we doing the voice or are we doing? Live no, action? I'm doing. I'm going all live action. Okay. I should have specified that. You should have. This is. I'm why. recasting this live action. Okay. You happy now? Is that how no. we're all, that's how we're all doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. You told me, yeah, yeah live yeah. action. Okay, yeah, yeah. this time special because it's an animated film. Yeah, we're doing it live action, okay. which they did make one of those in 2013. A live um, action. Somebody, it was oh, like a fan made one. Oh, thing. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I haven't seen it yet. No, let's check that out. Uh, well, the director. I'll start the director. I have Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the two awesome. dudes who did the Lego Movie. Oh. Uh, Woody. I have Jim Carrey, just because he's kind of like. Kind of slender and lanky and like Mm. string beanie a little bit. Uh, Buzz, I have John Hamm. Uh, I almost chose him. I I don't know. I just had the jaw and the kind of the deep voice. Yeah. Uh, Slinky, I have Cheech Marine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rex, I have Matt LeBlanc. Potato Head, I have uh, Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Uh, Bo Peep, I have Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And for Sid, I have a young Michael Pitt. If you Mike, don't know, was in, Mike, he was in Murder by Numbers. He was in uh, is that Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah. For wh- which character did you say? Uh, Sid. Oh, oh, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. He's a dark motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? My turn. Uh, I just chose the main two characters and a director. For Woody, I was going to go with John Hamm, mm-hmm. but I chose Stephen Colbert. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I could see yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like his like, animated like yeah. type stuff. And then for Buzz, I chose either Rob Riggle, who's <laughs> yeah, from, yes, <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. a good one from like the Hangover movies, and he's an active Marine, mm-hmm. and he's in Twenty Two Jump Street. Mm. <laughs> he's like, "You're my bitch, right?" Yeah. Or I'm your bitch. <laughs> either that or the guy who plays uh, Joe in Family Guy. I had his name Patrick Waterburn. He played yeah. he played him in the animated. Uh huh. F- the, they did an animated TV show and he voiced him. Oh, oh, oh nice. Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, no, it was Buzz. a Buzz. It was a Buzz Lightyear. You know. Like, you know when they uh, see the Buzz commercial for the cartoon and then the action figure on it, in, in Toy, Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they made that into a t- in like a cartoon show. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I chose. It was like a Toon Disney. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Poison well. Cusco, Cusco, Poison. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, for director, I just chose because not based on his last movie, but like all the child movies, children movies that he made previously, Chris Columbus. 
Okay. Because I can see him doing it. And because you love pixels so much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Discounting that movie. (laughs) Um, I got like nothing. I got like nothing. Uh, it was your idea to do this. No, I know. Like, when I, I had nothing. like nothing, I still like have you such. Should have went first, motherfucker. <laughs> that's why. That's, that's why I, I was trying last. to think. I, t- I, t- I tried to get by myself some time. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, kind of taking your idea from last time, but I just like kind of handpicked the people from uh, Silicon Valley. Yes, Ooh. awesome. <laughs> so I went Thomas Middle Ditches Woody, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. T.J. Miller as Buzz, of course. <laughs> um, Martin Starr would be Mr. Potato Head. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani would be ham. <laughs> and then um, I think uh, Zach Woods would have to be slinky, I guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> or yes, Zach, Woods, after- Zach Woods could be Sid. <sighs> uh, See, I think after uh, The Office, Zach Wood definitely should be slinky. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, cool. and then it was just, it was so hard. Like, yeah. I mean, animated yeah. films to me, it's so hard to differentiate. Like, I still like so the, that actor the only the one, the only thing that makes sense to me, because I remember even thinking about this as a kid is uh, Jim Carrey as Woody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a, the shot, there's like, have it as like a publicity still, but like the, where Woody's like laughing and pointing at Buzz mm-hmm. and he's like standing straight. Like that l- straight up looks like 1995 Jim Carrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think at the time he was doing Dumb and Dumber. So he had like the short haircut <laughs> too. It kind of looks like Woody. But yeah, Jim Carrey is the only person I can like really associate which is, it with. Which is weird because originally when we we're going back to like what Tim Allen said, uh, Jim Carrey was supposed to be Buzz and Paul Newman was going to be Woody. And basically what that was supposed uh, to signify was like new Hollywood versus old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely could see Jim Carrey as Woody yeah. more than Buzz. That whole sure. animated type shtick of like the mask or something like that. Yeah. But Jim Carrey was like at the top of his game at 95. Yeah. After yeah. doing Dumb and Dumber, the mask, yeah. everything. He was a $20 million man. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. they, there's no way they could yeah, afford, they him. Been able yeah. afford him. Yeah. For mine, I have the director as Peyton Reed because uh, I thought he did so. I mean, it was so fun to watch his people interact with the toys and stuff like that in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So I thought that'd be pretty good. I have Sam Rockwell as Woody. <laughs> I just, I just can see that, and he's just yeah. awesome. I kept seeing Jay Leno in Woody because, of his, or yeah. Buzz because of the his chin. huge yeah. chin. Yeah. yeah, I was like, nah, gotta have I'm... a strong jawed man <laughs> play Buzz. Yeah, yeah. For Buzz Lightyear, I have somebody that I think it's time that he kind of m- make the jokes and kind of break against type. I have Jason Momoa. Uh? Is that Aquaman? Yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman slash Conan. Cal Drago. Cal Drago. Drago. I just think it's... Kali! <laughs> I just think it's time for him to do something, like, funny against type of... Because I can totally see him being, like... Because he's, like, this badass. I'm this putting The Rock as Buzz. I just realized that. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne no, Johnson that would be That Buzz. would be a great yeah. one, too. Uh, yeah. For Mr. Potato Head, I have Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Somebody has called that him to his face. He has called Paul Giamatti Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> for Slinky Dog, I have Joe Latrulio. Nice. Okay. nice. That'd be good. Um, for Rex, I have Dave Batista. Because mm. <laughs> I could kind of. That's Drax. From yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just have yeah, Wallace Shawn in a dinosaur <laughs> costume. <laughs> right, yeah. Motion, just mocap him. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Andy Circus, Wallace Shawn. For Ham, I have Vincent D'Amprio. Because mm-hmm. I could kind of hear like in the voice and just kind of that I could definitely hear him. Um, Bo Peep, I have Elizabeth Banks. 
Okay. Nice. And for, I, I appreciate no, your, no, no, your no, tepid no, approval. It yeah. means a lot. It's just Bo Peep's such a tepid character. Yeah, it really is. Like it's just, a, like, it's like just tossing anyone. If they could do it. Toy Story is definitely a boys club. It definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's why, yeah. that's why we don't have any girls on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and for Sid, I have a young Seth Green. Oh. Because I kind of feel like that, he yeah. probably did yeah, that. He probably did. <laughs> I was thinking for Sid to uh, Beans from Even Steven. Yeah. <laughs> 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 remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, you reminded me of him. That's great. <laughs> All right. So that was, that was my remake group. I think that'd be an interesting movie oh, piece. Did together. you say your director? Oh, Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. Yeah. yeah. yeah from Man Man. Bring it on. <laughs> from, exactly. From Bring It On. Um, so, yeah. So we'll go around. Chris. We'll have you go first. No, I want Trevor going first. Okay. All right. Okay, fair enough. So the the two-part question, does it hold up as one of the best animated films or best films ever? And if it w- would it be as successful now if it were released today? Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, the thing about I it, and remember I remember a third question, but I'm glad you say yes to that as well. Uh, <laughs> will you marry me? You already said it. But um, I think... It's sort of interesting now, like we're so far removed from it, that, I mean, animated film, like computer animated films are like the standard now. Mm-hmm. It's it's more yeah. impressive to see a 2D film mm-hmm. now than to see a, a computer generated film. Um, but like, I know you mentioned you wanted to do Snow White and like now it's, we're so far removed from it that we don't recognize the significance of it, significance of it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like how like impressive it was that it, it they made an entire film film in computer generated yeah. animation mm-hmm. um well just, similar to i mean you weren't on the the citizen Kane podcast but it's the same thing i mean this is like setting the stage for how computer animated films would move forward yeah just like that was for special effects for practical effects mm-hmm. for makeup stuff like that like this was a trailblazer yeah and like yeah same with like snow white it's like we don't realize like now like snow white when it came out the we'll say that for the next podcast but like when it came out like the 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 fact that like the music was matching up yeah the fact that the the you could depict rhythmic dancing Mm -hmm. was like huge insane people like lost their shit over it (laughs) and that's the same thing as i remember like people like lost their shit over this too Mm -hmm. and now it's just sort of like it's it's just around it's just there it's it's, and but it's also like it's like chris said like he's hung over his shit and i heard the whole story that led to why he was hung over like and that film cured it just nine 80 minutes of this film just cured all of that and so yeah i think it definitely still holds up even probably more so because now the the age like now it's all the people who were young when it came out are like coming of age now and so it's mm. like now we're experiencing the existential crisis yeah. um and then watching the cycle kind of start over again as we started having like kids and everything mm. like that so yeah I like how they did that. They continue on that cycle of like Toy Story 3. Like, oh, they, the kids grow up and they grow up with us. Like, mm-hmm. the, uh, they knew the audience was growing up yeah. alongside yeah. the movies. So yeah. they, they grew up the characters too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you, uh, does it still hold up as one of the best ever? And if it released today, do you think it'd be as well received? Yeah, I think it's great. It's a perfect movie. I was going to say too, like the jokes are so funny. And like mm-hmm. everything, the writing is so perfect. They and, had a Maria, I meant to write talk about this. During the Mrs. Nesbitt buzzes like psychological break scene when he, <laughs> he was drunk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he makes he, a, he has too much tea for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he makes. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Like, There's wow. all those headless dolls, and he makes a Marie Antoinette joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I never noticed that before. <laughs> like even like the subtle humor of like 
like when they're watching the kids bring the presents in and the kid's like, oh, it's a small present. And they turn to the left and it's like a long ass <laughs> present. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a perfect movie. It's great. Like kids can watch it. And even if it doesn't look as good as everything else, like Snow White doesn't look as good as everything else, mm-hmm. but it's still a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it still has that, like I had toys growing up and like, I wish they came to life. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Chris? Um, yes. Uh, it still holds up because... Just I mean, remember how we felt about it when we first watched it. We were all young kids, probably, right? Um, I was older. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was older. Like three years younger than me. <laughs> um, and then we had that cool, like, oh, this is an awesome movie. I want to go play with my toys and stuff like that. And I think kids seeing it today, even if it was like the same movie, would have that same feeling. Um, so I think it, it, it holds up. Uh, the test of time just based off of that like the kid it was made for kids kids would still enjoy it to this day and we watched it we're all grown ass men here and we still you know I mean dug it uh, so yeah it still holds up it was an amazing movie uh, funny as hell um, and I'm, I'm glad I got to watch it again it's been too long so I say yes it definitely holds up as one of the best ever um, I mean even though we talked about the computer animation wasn't as good as what we're conditioned to now mm-hmm. I, I don't think that takes away anything from this um, it look I mean it it looks relatively the same yeah mm-hmm. like it feels like when I was a kid like watching it when it first came out I imagined it as what Toy Story 3 right. is now yeah. today yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah, saw it sure. as that as it was happening and so that's also the benefit of like growing up as it was coming out is mm. like i saw it as that and then when toy story 2 came out four years i still saw it like it has not changed a bit yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. just yeah but it got like immensely better graphics mm. and the third one was like this is the exact same thing it's like so night and day yeah. in between uh-huh. um when it comes to i think it definitely would still be successful if it came out today i i do feel there might be a little bit of a disconnect with the younger audience than like people around our age just because they don't really deal with the toys like they used to. And a lot of things have been more towards electronics and stuff like that. Even with my nieces, you know, the, a lot of them, what they ask for for Christmas is more electronics or iPads. more iPads or all that stuff. So I don't know if the nostalgia factor would really kick in with a lot of people because they weren't used to playing with toys. Um, whereas it, it does it does with us because the majority of us had the toys and things like that. So I don't, I don't know if that, It'd totally connect as much as it did back then but i mean i still think it'd be super successful because it's very universal mm-hmm. themes mm-hmm. to it well also but lassiter was talking about how he was worried because he's a fan of like super retro toys mm-hmm. like he you can even yeah. see that in the design like andy and he had more classic toys than any oh, of us yeah. had and he was like roughly our same age yeah. like because like, i was nine so i was probably like the closest to andy's like actual age and he had like way more like old school toys mm-hmm. than I did. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, it definitely, like, even with us, like, it kind of was different. But yeah, I definitely think, like, there's a little bit more of, like, a disconnect. And also, like, the, I think it's more, like, you create your own imagination, yeah. like, stories. And now I think a lot of it is kids are given such will, world-building things that the imagination is provided for them. Right. Well, they're given opposed, that story. Yeah. You know, as kind of like what you're saying with yourself. branded toys where it's like you already know the story. You're just coming up with new like dialogue or new, yeah. you know, whatever's mm-hmm. happening. Um, yeah. I think we did it. You guys, any last, before you go to plugs, any last thing that we want to talk about with Toy Story? Do you guys know what Toy Story beat as the highest grossing movie of 95? Mm-mm. 
Do you? I, I think do. you do. I do. Because of the way that you asked that question. Yeah. Ace, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. No, that was 94. Hmm. But, uh, you stupid. Yeah, because Jurassic Park was 94, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the ones I could think of from the 90s, The Mask. Yeah, that was all 94. 94 yeah. was a great year. Yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction, uh, Forrest Gump. But 95, it beat Batman forever. Oh, yeah. Really? Good. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was the highest grossing movie of that year, which made me sad because that sucks so bad. (laughs) I thought that came out later. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought that came out like 96 or 97, and then Batman and Rob was like 98, 99. Yeah. That says uh, Forever was 184 million. Toy Story was 191 million. And then Apollo 13 after. Tom Hanks in the top three. Yeah, he was the top three. Oh, when nature calls was number five. Oh. <laughs> I could feel it in my bones. The Monopoly guy. <laughs> Wait, so Ace Ventura, when Ace Ventura one came out, then oh, that might have been ninety three. Ninety three or yeah. ninety two. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was ninety four. Yeah, because lest we forget, that movie opens up with Jim Carrey getting a blowjob. Oh yeah, it's for kids. <laughs> well, that was the first. One. I was reminded yeah. about that recently. Just like, holy shit, yeah, <laughs> that whole like sequence with that super busty girl that he rescues the dog for, like. That oh, was man. his payment. That, I, I think that was my sexual awakening. I knew what was happening. <laughs> I knew what, knew what was happening the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into plugs. Trevor Copter, what we got? I think Christian can know. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Brian, do you want to go first one of these times? Sure. No, it doesn't Thank matter. You. Oh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel bad because if you want do it, to. Do it, Brian. I'll just say I'm Brian, um, co-creator of the Aussie Cod Network, and you can you. follow me at Instagram, Brian underscore Nicholas 114. I think I got to change it. <laughs> follow, the, follow the show. Tell friends about the show. There you go. And you have your own show. on the. Oh, network. yeah, yeah. I have my own show. I haven't done it in a while, but it's called the This Is Awkward Podcast on the Aussie Cod Network. It's good Tuesday. stuff. You should listen. Listen yeah, to back episodes. Yeah. And Trevor is looking like he wants to go. Yeah. I'll go, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have the Trevor Reese comic book podcast every Friday. Um, we're currently still discussing the uh, Flash mini podcast. We're going to make sure that can work for Brian because he does all the editing for us. And so we don't want to add far too much, but we're trying to get a Flash mini podcast, the podcast of two worlds is what we're calling it. Yes. Which is an, an homage to the first Flash meeting the Flash, which is going to happen this season. Um, and that's what the homage uh, live action poster is that's out right now for the Flash. Oh, cool. It's Yeah, it's from the book, The Flash of Two Worlds. Mm. So we're calling it the podcast of two worlds. I'm very excited about that. That'll be coming out every Wednesday. There's a new Flash episode that previous Tuesday. And Chris Fimbres and I are going to be talking about the Flash. That is correct. Yeah. And then also Trevor Reese comic book podcast, TC or TRCBP on the As the kids media. are calling it. As the kids are calling it. That's the hashtag if you want to get on the social media. Um, and yeah, that's about it. You can follow me on Twitter at Reese Trevor. And that's it. Chris? Um, well, my things are a little more live action. In case you people are tired of listening to my voice, or like, what does this guy even look like? Come check me out every Saturday at the Dell Close Theater at 7. Uh, it's at the iOS Improv um, on Hollywood Boulevard. Every Saturday at 7. Come in, give me some suggestions. I'll make you guys laugh. And also, subscribe to all of the wonderful, wonderful shit that Ozzy Cobb is putting out. Because it's some, it's some good listening. And to bring it back full circle, right in front of I.O. is Chris Farley's uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. That's awesome. 
And last but not least, I mean, I just uh, all the all the links for Ozzy Cobb stuff will be in the description. What a fucking cop out! <laughs> he had to slave away our souls right now. Okay, well, and he's just gonna post all of his. Did we bring up it's our show link. on the thirty first? We got a show on the thirty first. Uh, uh, <laughs> is, is this coming out before the thirty first? It is. It's coming out Monday. Yeah, it's coming out Monday. We'll tell oh. the people about it right now, including yeah. myself. But I don't even know where where the show is. It I O? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find well, out. Well, this is coming out on Monday. I have a so, show at Nerdist on the twenty eighth. No, no, you had <laughs> you your go. time. So yeah, so uh, we will try and keep you updated. Check out Vaguely Nefarious's Facebook page where we uh, supposedly are going to be putting dates of shows and things for people to actually see. Um, and come and check. Oh it out. yeah, 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 yeah! I know what it is. The thirty first, we're playing. Uh, it's called the Purgatory Show. It's at the Clubhouse. Mm, that's right. That's right. It's on Vermont uh, in L.A. Uh, basically, there's a shopping center with a Johns and a Rite Aid. Isn't it what used to be called? Burger. That's Shoebiz. Yeah, that's Shoebiz. <laughs> You'll see the sign still up. Yeah, it's the Purgatory Show. It's an awesome show. It's a mix of stand up, improvise, uh, improvising, and storytelling, and beer, and beer, and beer. And so we're going to be performing off someone's story. Um, and so look forward to that. It's a lot of fun. It's a really cool show. Uh, my friend Michelle runs it and I've done it as a storyteller before and it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so come a, check us out. Yeah. Purgatory so show. It, it starts at eight or eight 30. Um, but yeah, we should toss, uh, they have, a, they'll have a Facebook event if you want to toss it on the yeah, description. We'll, we'll put it on Bigley and Ferris's page. Yeah. All right. That's it guys. Next week we are going to be doing Pulp Fiction. Ow! Which full, full, <laughs> <laughs> Full discretion. I we also watched that this week. We're gonna have to rewatch it. Or did you take notes? No, I'm, I'm happy to rewatch it. I was right. too erect to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See on that note. On that just interesting visual. Uh, we will see you guys next week. This has been an Aussie Cop Media production. Executive producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycop.com.